Yo, what up, psychos? Dude, it's Dylan. I'm back, man. Well, I've you guys actually you guys didn't know that I was I was gone. Well, maybe some of you did. I don't know. I was in Denver for a week. It was tight. I had a really good time. Did a lot of shows. Um and I had a good had a good time. I snowboarded. It was great. Almost ran into some trees. But I didn't, and I'm I'm not dead, and I'm here, and I'm a little sore, but it's all good. Uh, podcast coming out a little late today because I took a red eye and I was uh, pretty screwed this morning, but I'm good now. And tonight I'm going to West Side Comedy Club. None of you guys will be there because you'll probably be hearing this in the next hour. And I mean, you know what? Maybe you're spontaneous and you go, but whatever. It's going to be a bomb show. I'm excited about it. Uh, today we got the very funny uh, homie of mine. His name's Giulio Gararotti. All right. Trying to say he's Italian. I'm trying to fuck you know. I'm trying to say his name. Garotti. Yeah, man. That can't be more Italian than that. Paladino's Italian, but Garotti is more Italian. And you guys see how my voice literally? I have to say it in an Italian accent. I'm not even trying. I'm not even trying to do that. It just is. It's ingrained in me. Anyway, uh, great episode. We have a lot of fun. Good comedian. He's got his own podcast. Oops, the podcast with Francis Ellis, also previous guest. And we get into it, man. And dude, I'm telling you at the end, he throws down some stories. He throws down some travel stories that they're they're wild, man. And I'm really happy that he dropped those. He dropped those for us and that we pushed through to get there because we didn't even talk about traveling for like the first hour, hour 20. And then we just we just get into it, man. We dropped in and we. We figured out Julio's got some crazy dude. He's had a he's a crazy life, crazy some crazy good stories. He likes to travel and he likes to get into some some shit. Anyway, um, thank you guys always for listening, dude. Thank you for reaching out. Thank you for posting about the podcast. Please rate and review. All right, if you haven't already, I'm gonna keep saying this until we have. Honestly, let's get a thousand reviews. Okay, that's a lot. Okay. We're not even close to that. But guess what? Set the goal. Set the bar high. And that's how you get there, okay? Wayne Gretzky said that. No, he didn't, but I'm saying that he did. Anyway, rate review doesn't take a lot. Get after I almost just said get after it. I don't, I don't want to say that. Uh, anyway, love you all. Have a good week. Thank you so much. And now, without further ado, please, uh, wait, what is the thing I usually say? Without further ado, hear the words you love to hear. Maybe I should stop saying that. Anyway, please welcome Giulio Garotti. Are you crazy? Are you crazy? Are you crazy? We are all psychos. With Dylan Paladino. Cheers, and then just bam, man. It's recording. We start, we started. We're in it. Should do it, dude. We're here. What's going on? Julio's dude? here, dude. What's up, man? How you doing, man? I'm fucking. I'm good, bro. Love it. I'm a fan. Uh, you're a cool guy, you know. Uh, which you know, feel, kind of feels weird to say, no, but it's, it's like, good. but it's like from a, you know, it's from a a, a point of a, it's a real real name. <laughs> So I'm just fucking. Let me just puff my chest out real quick. You're a fucking cool guy, dude. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I am. Um, 
Yeah, dude, I, uh, I I saw you at a show. Like, we met at that show once, but I, like, known you around. Yeah. And I was like, this guy's chill. I can fucking hang. Yeah, and, uh, you know, dude, I'm gonna be honest. Um, we, we went to the stand after, and he introduced me to your girlfriend, <laughs> and I got mad, dude. I remember. I got mad, because uh, in the most respectful way possible, she's one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life. Oh. And it pissed me off, bro. And it pissed me <laughs> off, because I was like, this guy... Fucking great hair. He's attractive, and he's got this dude. What don't you have, man? Hey, hey listen, man. You're her type. She <laughs> likes tall guys. Dude, don't tell me that because guess what? <laughs> you're perfect for her, right? I'm telling you that right now. How tall are you? Six and change. Six that's good one. enough. Yeah, that's yeah, nice. Get the job done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, get, you do it. You're right. Well, that's nice of you, man. She's going to really like to hear that. Um, yeah, yeah, just cut that from it. Yeah, <laughs> Have me being like, your girlfriend's fucking beautiful, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, that's, I mean, dude, she's the best. I am very I'm lucky super. I was her. super happy for you, dude. I've had some, awesome. I appreciate that. I've had some, like, not the best ones, um, as far as just who they were as people and stuff. So oh, yeah. it's cool to all uh, hot, but just bad people, you know, no, I, I teach their own, you know. <laughs> uh, I, there's definitely like a, a spectrum of what they look like, though. Yeah. You don't have a type. Eh, I think I do now. I think I know my type. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think it is now? Some it's variation like, of what my girlfriend looks it's like. Like babes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like fucking babes, dude. But dude, I guess you know any any girl. Like I don't know. Like how old are you? I'm 27. Okay. How old are you? 33. What? <laughs> I think we talked about this before. I, we may not have. I don't know, dude. You don't. You look. I expected you to say 27. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Well, regardless, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, I liked all different, all different kinds of girls because uh -huh. all of a sudden there was that spark and then you just like this girl now. You For know, sure. You having a yeah. type doesn't fucking mean shit unless you're like actively dating. And I guess a lot of these girlfriends were happening when I was younger mm -hmm. when my social life was just way better, way more dynamic. Was it? Okay. I mean, you know, like, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. when you're younger, like, People, everybody gets together more. People have more, more time. When, I would say when we're not doing stand up as much. Well, this is before I kind of was like willing to admit that I had to dedicate my entire life to stand up. Dude, I completely understand. Yeah, you know? in the beginning when you're like, I'm doing it, but I'm also trying to be friends with people and go. Or were you like going out? Kind of, yeah. sort of, but like just kind like, of, yeah, yeah. Like I was friends with people who weren't in stand up, and I still mm -hmm. am. But I prioritize my stand up. Sphere more so than other shit because I realize you have to. Oh, you do, yeah. I mean, just so much of it is about being involved. You just just have give up like friends, basically, to some degree. Yeah, that's that's not false. It kind of um, sucks. It's yeah. it's funny too because like everyone gets mad at you, and then they start seeing you do do good, do well, and mm -hmm. then they're like, oh, okay, like you knew what you were doing. You know what I mean? And again, rel well is relative, but... Oh, yeah, for sure. But, you know, for me, and, and there's different things and different gauges of that because people yeah. don't know what the things I make. You know what I mean? Like, nobody knows that my biggest moneymaker was a commercial that I'm in for half a second. No one knows yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? They think, they see my podcast, they're like, oh, this is a thing. Like, like people, yeah, people yeah, who aren't getting... in comedy. Yeah. And the podcast as well, mm -hmm. and I, I dig it, whatever, but they see that and then they're like, oh, whoa, whoa, like... You know Hitting I mean? you up, wanna, yeah, want to hang. Oh, everything's going well, dude. Yeah, what's going on? Well, as opposed to like having given up on me when I was like, dude, I really can't. Like, I have to like go to this show where there's nine people. I don't, I don't yeah, know how to, to explain that. Yeah, and they're like, where are you? I never see you anymore. <laughs> right. And it's like, dude, I'm not choosing to not hang out with you because I don't like you. I have to do this 
or I'm going to be unhappy because what I want is not current. Right. right. It would be like yeah. me expecting you to be able to hang out with me at 2 p.m. when you have your when you're at your job. Exactly, yeah. You know what I mean? It's the same shit. So like, you know, just savagely prioritizing that. But then again, you know, things start going okay, and then all of a sudden everyone and and also people get it eventually. They reset their expectations. They're like, okay, I think as they get older and they how realize, I see you. yeah. You know what I mean? We, we we will reassess the relationship. When I get to see you, yeah. And I've done that, and it's been fine, you know? That's good. And I, yeah. I, mean, I still have great friendships of people that I see less often. Did you notice, like, uh, at a certain age or whatever, where you felt like people were reassessing and becoming more okay with it? I guess it depends, like, person-to-person yeah. thing. But, I, you know, it's like a thing that happens in waves. Yeah. Like, sometimes, you know... <laughs> It's hard to be like I have like my core friends who I chill with a lot, right? There's like a yeah, handful yeah, yeah. of them, right? Are and they then, mostly comics or mix? Okay, um, but some of them are. Yeah, me too. And uh, then there's the people who aren't, and then you know uh, sometimes I'll see them for a period of time, and then I won't for a while, and whatever, and mm-hmm. it's hopefully fine. And I, you know, I like to think that it is at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had I had the friends that would be like, you know, like oh, what are we doing tonight, Dylan? Are you, like. And they'd be like, oh, we should all meet up at 8. Like, oh, Dylan, are you going to go do some mic at 9.30 and then see us after? Like, making fun of it. But I was like, right. dude, I, like, have to. Right. You know? Like, it's not... Like, I know you, you think, like, it's a choice. And, like, it is that I'm doing that. But I'm also doing that because I want to not work anymore and also make this, like, a career. Like, I'm not... I don't, I don't even like doing it at the time. You know what I mean? It's just right. or it's like I have to. Right, and, exactly. And that's the thing. That's the thing that's hard to... It's funny. There's the things that are hard to to separate for people who don't do certain things. Yeah. So, for example, for I think that something that's popular in comedy mm-hmm. is people think that people with day jobs have given up and they are just doing they're just you know doing what's supposed to be done, but they don't realize mm-hmm. that some people are passionate about their day jobs. They yeah. love their careers and their passion. Like my girlfriend has a great career and she's very passionate about it and engaged yeah. and focused and ambitious and she wants to continue make take it to the next level, blah, blah, blah. And there's a lot of people like that. Oh, for sure. The same way that people who don't do comedy think that doing comedy is just some fun fucking thing and you get to do your dream and and you know what I mean? So they don't feel bad, whatever. But it's the same. It's oh yeah, way more complicated than that. Yeah, they think like we're just having like a good time all the time <laughs> and just drinking and, and having fun. Right. And I'm like, dude, it's honestly it's like for the also. first whatever like eight like how many years? Most of the time, it's not fun. It sucks. And yeah, it sucks. And you're yeah. like, why isn't anything happening? Or what? Like you're just it's just consistent. What do I need to do? Right. And then you feel like something's happening. It's like it's not crashing. You know, it's none of those shows. Like, I understand Crouching, I had some issues with because I was like, I feel like this depicts it in the wrong Mm -hmm. way in certain lights. But, like, most stand up shows, I get what they're doing. Like, they're trying to show it in the most fun way because it wouldn't be fun to just watch an open micer not doing shit for seven seasons. Exactly. Seven seasons of just accelerate the growth. Exactly. But it's not so, you know, we hear comedians now, like, I'll hear comedians in LA on different podcasts talk about, like, Man, I love being at the store. I'm like, I'm being with, I'm with all my friends, and it's so much fun. And we're just like going up. I'm like, yeah, man, that sounds great. Like, I want that too. But it's not like that now, you know. Right. When I see people, in, uh, every now and then, you know, like that night, we ended up having a good time because we went to the standout room. We got to like chill. Those are the nights that I kind of relish in stand up, where you're like, I'm around funny people. We're in a club. It's good. Hang. I f- like, I feel good here. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, it's. Running from place to place, saying what's up. Oh, dude, I never see you. And then, right. Yeah. I, for me, it's like I'm so tired most of the time. 
Oh, like yeah. it's hard to like get over that hump of you know being able to enjoy myself and actively be hanging out without you know boozing. Oh yeah, are you a big boozer? No, no. Okay. Like I I I historically like to drink, but I haven't been because you know I'm trying to get my life together. Really? Okay. But not not you know not that I didn't have control before, but I you know not that you were like an alcoholic or an AA, but you just did you notice it was like no, I just don't want to be a fat ass. Like I want uh, I just want to like get my body in a place that I'm happy with. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. Like, and also, dude, I stopped taking ADD medicine. Oh, and like the drinking makes it really hard to bounce back. I'm like, I'm, my body is like almost like like. All right, if I drink on a Saturday night, uh -huh. on Monday my ADD will just be ra like rampant. Really yeah. interesting. Wow, I've never heard about that. And it's a thing. Like it I is. remember okay. talking to my psychiatrist who was prescribing to me for a while, being, uh -huh. and so I've been trying to kind of stay off it. Um, and he said that he's like, if you you know eat a cleaner diet and you definitely helps. stay away from drinking. And dude, if I smoke pot. I am I I can't function for like five days. Seriously, mm. whoa! So you've noticed it to that. So yeah. your ADD must be really extreme. I like to think that it is. Yeah. I know that people. Say, everybody says that, but I really think that mine's pretty bad. So I I'll, believe I, you don't seem like a guy that would. You don't uh, seem like a person to me that over exaggerates something about you like that. You know, right, right, it doesn't seem right. to me like you're someone that is playing the like. Here's what's wrong with me card. Like I have ADD and I'm here's not, what. Yeah. yeah, that's not I your vibe, that. dude. Yeah, you know. That. So yeah. Um, so I and and dude, I feel like my days are much more have been much more fulfilling. I have a lot going on, you know, not to fucking Yeah. And I need not nah, fucking I need, brag, okay? <laughs> Into I need energy. camera. Yeah. I need energy, a lot of it. And, and not meth energy. To do thing to yeah. do things that from I from the ADD meds, yeah. Correct. Yeah, no, exactly. To do things that I don't feel like doing. Like mm. like Like what? Just un un unfun parts of the process of developing things, whether it be emails. Well, I'm uh, no, like I'm editing. I'm doing a lot of editing. Ah, I don't know what you mean. Editing video. Editing like editing video for the pod. Not for like the that? pod. No, we have a okay. producer. Other stuff. Okay. I'm, do I'm working on something else, and it's cool. like uh, it's it's. I started off as this like 20 minute thing that I'm okay. that I need to a cut. short film or something. No, it's yeah. it's like a series idea. Sweet. So I need to cut it down to like four minutes. But, oh, and I'm going back okay. and forth to the production company, and every time uh -huh. I get a round of notes, and I'm not that good at editing, and so it's just a nightmare. And, and, and it's just like nonstop nitpicky stuff. Little like not, little dude. stuff. And yeah. they'd be like, you know, let's sub this out for something, mm -hmm. even if it's just the second, but that second clip, I have to scrub through a bunch of footage and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. I don't know if this is probably not that interesting, but... No, nah, people... Yeah. Uh, it's so hard to do that without Adderall, dude. <laughs> I feel you because yeah. you have to get into Adderall. Like gets you into that like flow state where you can just like focus. You're not it. anxious. Mm -hmm. You're not tired from anxiety. You're just energetic and able to handle the task at hand. I never. Uh, I definitely have some form of AD, uh, ADHD, not to the extreme that I've seen like other people with, but um, when like. I'll get anxiety and it'll ramp it up and it'll just get to the point where like I'm thinking about a thousand things and different things I can do and then I feel like I can't focus and then I just like want to stop. And you can't do anything. And you don't want to do anything right. and then you're like, I was supposed to go to this, I was supposed to go to the gym and then I was also supposed to go to this mic and I didn't give myself enough time and right. now it's five o'clock and I feel shitty that I'm not going to the mic or the gym. What the fuck am I doing? Right. Today was a failure. I fucked up. I always do this. And then you just, dude, right. your brain goes down that like path. You snowball, you uh, snowballer, um, no, that's catastrophize. Dude, totally. And I've, ne I, I never got ADD minute, like I never got Adderall because I was, Always reticent about what people talk, and I think there was a part of me that felt like, "Oh, I don't need that." You know, it was like a little judgmental right, right, of, right. of um, Adderall, and that's good. Um, 
I'm happy you didn't get on it because I did you watch that Netflix documentary? I'm about getting it? off it. Yeah. Did you watch the Netflix documentary about like the? It's either a little called, bit. I watched it's called a little Take bit Your Medicine or Take Your Pills or something. I've, I've, I've seen a little bit of it. Yeah. And, a, and a lot of the people on it were just like, it helps you feel more productive, but they're. These studies they've done don't show whether you're that much more productive right. on it, potentially. And I know it probably helps you because when I took it, it calmed me down. Same. And most people are like, it ramps me up. I was like, no, dude, right. I would take it and then be like, I'm Same. zen. Same. Let me just get into this right. and do it. Which probably means you need it. <laughs> from what I've yeah, from what I've heard means you need it. Yeah. But most people Yeah, that's overcompensating for or the, it's compensating for something. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like you don't need it, need it. No. Like, you need it, but you could probably do other things that are harder. You can meditate, dude. That, right. When yeah. I, whenever I do that, I'll get to that same spot, too. It totally. takes a little bit longer. Right. But you get into it, and it's it's because it's not drug-induced, um, it's easier to fall out of it if you allow your phone and notifications and stuff to... Dude, all this shit and the like makes ADD a thousand times worse. Totally. It's so much... Like, if it's there, you're just... You're never going to do anything. Right. No, dude. I know, so th there's two things. First of all, I want to talk about the the gym thing you were talking about. The okay. five o'clock. I haven't done anything thing. Yeah. So I, I know what that feels like. I've certainly been there before as well. But it. So there's two things I think that are important to examine there. First mm -hmm. of all, overpacking your day with shit. Oh, yeah. I'm the king of that. You know, you can't always do anything. And some of the most amazingly productive people that I know, mm -hmm. they take they, they take their time and they're kind of like focus on one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you try to do the gym and the comedy and the this and the that, you know, it's your all all of it will suffer. But I'll say this as well: say you, say the schedule makes sense and it's you know mm -hmm. the gym, the this, the that, whatever. If you fuck one of those things up, it doesn't mean that the day is the day. You can still do the other things well. Uh -huh. It reminds me, and I know we were talking about tennis before, but tennis uh, like mentality, like yeah, they teach you like brain. Brain coaching. There's a say. book, I think, called The Inner Game of Tennis. <laughs> I've never read it. Uh, it's supposed to be really good, especially for comics, where they talk because the whole conceit of the book is that um, tennis is all, there's no coaching. Like mm -hmm. when, you're, when you're playing, it's all, it's just you up there. Right. And you have to keep yourself focused. You have to keep yourself pumped up. You have to be positive about it. Be like, I can get it back. It's all right, Dylan. I know you fucked that up, but you're you're back in it. And it's all right. that self talk. And right. in the the book is supposed to be very much talking about how you win that inner game, like right. what you're saying with tennis. Exactly. So one, I think you kind of touched on this, but it's like one of the things that the great champions tend to do. Mm -hmm. And I suppose three of the greatest champions, probably the three greatest champions who've ever played, are all currently actively playing. Okay. All three of these guys. And Nadal, one, Nadal, Federer, Federer, Djokovic. Okay, Djokovic. Yeah. All amazing players. But you'll notice that these guys, they're incredible at, they'll do something wrong, mm -hmm. and they do not think about it at all. Yeah. It's on to the next point, and playing the next point as well as you can, as opposed to focusing on how you fucked up on the last point. Like, I was, like, you know, like when you bomb, and then you go, like, you think about it for days after. Sure. Yeah. It, it can be literally applied to anything. That, or, yeah, or you fuck, you... It's you, over. You couldn't get to this thing, and then, like, oh, my day's fucked up. Right. Like you're, yeah, exactly. So it's over. You fucked that thing up of your day at one o'clock. That doesn't mean from two o'clock on you can't crush the day. Still, all that matters is like the next thing you can do, right? Yeah. So in theory, trying to kind of like keep that mentality will help what you're talking about as far as just like crippling failure based mm -hmm. on you not adhering to this crazy plan you made for your day. 
you got it's it's a, it's a learned thing too. You got to like train yourself to do it. Right. And again, I'm not saying that I'm the fucking Zen master. Oh no, no, no. These are things that I've that examined. Have helped you. Yeah. That have helped me. You know, and I'm still fucking up. Oh, dude, regular. you fuck. And I think that's the biggest thing that we have to remind ourselves, and that people have to be reminded of, is that like, you could tell me all this, and I've had a whole, and I've had a you know a month where you were killing it. You were not, and then you just have a bad three days in a row, and then you make all those mistakes and you're like damn i thought i had it but i didn't you know and then you kind of you have to consistently get yourself back into that mindset because for whatever reason i don't you know we can theorize all we want your brain is much better at getting into negative mindsets and those negative grooves that we've uh kind of played and written for ourselves than making a new positive one you can play over the positive one enough to where it becomes second nature, I think. Right. But for whatever reason, unless you were trained as a young kid growing up how to have that positive mindset, we tend to skew towards the negative one. Right. And right, right. it can be detrimental. You totally. know? Well, I mean, I guess it really depends. But I, I have definitely noticed, based on what we do, that it's very easy to get negative very quickly. 100%. And, dude, I think that I've seen – and, and I – can't remember like specifically who and how many but like over the years you see people stop doing it mm-hmm. and they don't always fully stop they don't like they don't be like i quit comedy i quit i have seen it happen Me but too. Yeah. usually it's like they start maybe just producing the show once a month and or they have other stuff going on and they'll still do it sometimes yeah. there's a lot of people who do that and i truly think from what i've noticed the difference between the people who work mm-hmm. and that can be in any capacity because what people don't also realize is that earning money in any comedy-related realm is a victory. Yeah. You're doing extremely well if you earn, like, a, an entry-level salary. Oh, yeah, Doing some comedy-related thing. You're crushing it. If you make 35K a year doing stand-up... That's, like, pretty solid. That's amazing. Right. But yeah. th- and that can be anything. That could be stand-up. That could be podcasting. That could be any oh, yeah. acting. Whatever kind of performing, producing, relating in thing. In art, if you make... You're crushing it. Yeah, you're crushing it. In comedy. As far I can't speak for all of the other art, whatever, but I just know that anything that's directly related to comedy, and from what I've seen, that is the case. And the thing mm-hmm. that separates those two people, literally the only thing, in my opinion, that separates it is the people who keep going and the people who don't. If you keep going, everybody finds a groove. I've, I've, it's amazing. Some of the least talented people I've ever seen have, have found careers yeah. for themselves. Good but you ones. know what's crazy is that when you're... Because how long have you been doing stand-up? Over 10 years. Really? Okay. Um... Like, like probably, or close to ten years, maybe eleven, whatever. Yeah, like yeah. O- o- definitely over ten. Okay. I don't know if it's ten, eleven. Yeah, I you don't. Think do about do it. you not have like the specific date? I don't either. I, I just have know. like in 2015, the spring, I started noticing on my uh, voice memos when I was recording sets, it went from once a week to. This is 2015. 2015. It went from once a week to every single day, and I consider that when I said. Stand up is is right, 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 right. a real thing I'm doing. Instead of every now and then I go to a mic and talk shit right. for five minutes, you know. Well, so I, I guess I have that too. Like I in 2008 I started. I was working at a real estate job, mm-hmm. um, and I started doing bringer. I, I was actually hopped up on a bunch of Adderall, and nice. I signed up for a bringer show. Invited all my friends before I could back out before it wore off, and then oh shit, that. you invite. Oh wow, yeah. So, so would you make decisions in Adderall that you like? Like this is an extreme example. Like oh, I must okay. have taken a lot. Like, although I've, I I had taken the same dosage for like ten years. Like every, ten every day. Or like, Is it like ten milligrams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like not a lot. 
Anyway, so invited everybody, blah, blah, blah. Um, the show happens, then I did that one, and then I did another one the next month, and then it Where became... Where was it, Broadway or No, the stand? first one was at uh, New York Comedy Club. Nice. It was Joe Pontillo's Bringer Show. Oh, my God. He's around still. I, he's been around for that long? Mm-hmm. He was doing a Bringer Show. Whoa. Then I did... Catch this. I did uh, the Bringer Show at Gotham uh-huh. that was then arranged by Jessica Kirsten. Whoa. She was the one who set it all up. Jessica Kirsten, very funny stand-up, who's like now just getting the recognition she that... She has a special on Comedy Central. Yeah, but she's now just getting the recognition that a lot of people are like she's been deserving for right. so long. Totally. Yeah. Very, very funny, um, obviously. And then after that, I did one at Broadway, whatever. So uh-huh. then that became... I started doing these bringer shows. I was doing all these bringer shows because I knew people in the city and I knew people from college who were in the city so I could get those four or five people to pay. Yes, pay $20. To come yeah. see me. They didn't they, care. It, was, it wasn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, sweet. Um, and then uh, you know, Jeff Lawrence. You know Jeff Lawrence? Oh, dude, yeah, I know Jeff Lawrence. So this is before Laughing Buddha existed. Okay. He had a mic on Tuesdays and he had a bringer show on Fridays and it was for industry people who were comedy bookers, but also casting people and managers. And I actually found... They would actually come. Oh, okay. They would actually come. I got like I, I got sent out for commercials by managers. I booked a bunch of random commercials. Really? Like this, I had this huge Sony campaign. Like all from doing these bringer shows that people say like, never, you never get anything from. So Back then they, they did. No, yeah. and I think, I imagine that he's still doing them. And I have nothing but good things to say about that. I don't know what people's experience have been. Yeah. Um, but I got a lot of cool opportunities from that. Um, and then I took a summer off, and then in fall 2009, I started doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, every not every day, every day, but, but like very consistently. Yeah, three, four times a week. A week at least. At least yeah, you were like, I got to hit at least five mics or whatever. The and so starting, coming on eleven years, I guess. Yeah, and starting years. to starting to meet um, other comics, right? Become friends with them. Realize well, how I didn't realize that for a couple of years. Dude, I was behind on that. Me neither. And it, I, I. Fucking kick myself in the ass okay, for it. And I think you, I think you know, it is too because I have you, you outside. Can't be good the first couple of years. Yeah, and I have outside friends. But I mean, so I put it this way: one of my best friends is Usama. Okay, and so it's like, it's hard not to. But it's like I find myself comparing me to him because he's one of my good friends, and I know what's going on with him. And it, and I'm like, damn, he knew exactly how to navigate the scene. And I go, why didn't I? get onto that earlier you know instead for a while i was like i don't care about comp like i got my friends i go to mics like that's it and i wasn't asking people to do i was doing none of that shit and then like three or four years in i was like wait right this is fucking dumb why am i being around he's been good at being around i'm seeing other people that are just asking to do shit like what is because i i had gotten um advice actually this was like right when i started stand-up i went to one of these random like um seminars talk no i didn't go to a stand-up Seminar. I went to like this talk at uh, it was an AOL like build it series. You know the oh yeah. You know so Crystalia was I there. Still have that. Yeah, Crystalia was there, and um, I was in college, and my friend and I both liked uh, both liked Julia, as I still do now. And um, we went, and I got called on for a question and to Delia, and I was like, "Hey, uh, I'm just starting out stand up. Like, what do you have like as any advice?" To a stand up, not like to get. I, I was very specific. I was like, how to navigate through this? Like, what? Like, what do you do to like get shows to move from just mics? And it was something along those lines. And I remember he was like, "Oh, that's, like, that's actually a really good question." He's like, "For me, he's like, I was just doing as many mics as I could." And he's like, "I don't even really ask to do shows. People start to ask you. That's to get in it." And then that became, I was like, "Okay, that's what you do." And 
I don't know, for when Dalia when he was coming up, maybe that's how that it might worked not be out. Wrong. That's yeah, it might not be, be wrong for you. some people, but in New York, I feel like you got to be just putting yourself out there to try and, mm-hmm. and get it. And I, I, I regretted not trying to ask more. But I don't think you should. You learned, no? I don't think you should regret that, no. It's a, dude, being the ask person, like, it's really hard to do well. And I would say 90% of the time when people ask me for shit, I fucking roll my eyes in my head and then I'll yeah. text them something nice, but I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, like, yeah. you're annoying. You know what I mean? As I unsend something that I just sent someone. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true, man. But dude, yeah, you'll go crazy comparing yourself. Because, I mean, I've, dude, I've been around for a while. So I've seen a lot of people blow up. Like, I started with Pete Davidson. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, seeing him just st- start to meteorically rise, uh-huh. uh, you know, very f- quickly. Oh, you know, yeah. Like, 16, 15, 16 when we started. Yeah. We we're doing those prom shows. Like me, dude, these prom shows was like me, him, Ricky Velez, Chris Stefano, uh, just like tons of comics who have great careers now. Mm-hmm. Um, doing comedy at 2.30 in the morning for free. You know what I mean? Like crazy. Um, and then he started getting stuff. And it's weird to be, because you think about it, you're like, oh, that's not going to like feel shitty. But then you for, you don't realize that the it, it feels the shittiest when it's people who you're close with. Yeah. Even though you love them and you want them to be happy mm-hmm. and do well, um, it something about it is like fuck, dude. It's just really it's close happening to your for orbit. Him. Yeah. And for some reason, I don't know. You can tell me if you think like that. For some reason, I think part of my brain goes, if it's happening to him. It's unlikely to also happen to me because we're so close. I don't I see, know. I don't think that at all. That's something like something in my brain is like, oh, if it's happening, to him, I don't know. But at the same time, it's like, if I know him, he's closer to me. Like it's gonna bring, it's gonna raise all the ships and Absolutely. all that shit. And yeah. that is so. I would say that you want to be in a place where you are on top of your shit enough, and you seem responsible enough, and mm-hmm. whatever it is, whatever value you bring to the table, you need to make sure that. You don't seem like a person who does not bring value, because that oh, would say, for sure. that's the only time I've seen where like people close to success don't get some of it too. It's because they're a liability, and people are like we can't bring him around. Yeah, that's why drugs are not like, dude, stay away from that. Being shit. too fucked up or just being like, like being hard to be around. Oh, for sure. You know that shit like will fuck you over. In my opinion, I don't know, whatever. So you know, it it as much as you you're like fuck, like I can't believe he's making it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. The other thing I'll say, dude, is it really is such a long. Hall, long haul for sure. It's a long haul, and you said 2015 you started doing it every day, right? So yeah, like, that's yeah. four years, dude. The amount of people who are gonna blow up who you know in the next Before five you, years, yeah, there's dude. gonna be tons of them, and there's no, there isn't a reason why one of them can't be you, and there isn't a reason why one of them can't be you in ten years. Yeah, you dude. never know, man, because eventually, like, turn the corner. And I hate to make tennis metaphor again, but there's guys dude, we fuck with tennis. There's guys who are who are flirting around number fifty, number sixty in the world, mm-hmm. or even like number ten, whatever, for years, and then finally they'll have their big break where they, they figure get to out. that next level or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of opportunities for everybody. Well, like you said, people just find their um, they find where they fit in. Right. But you can probably relate to when you feel like you haven't found where you fit in. You're like, what the fuck do I do? Different. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all part of... And, and I think the thing about, about with comedy and, and hearing people talk about this is that this relates to life in general. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you're, you know, working a job at an insurance company, it sounds really boring, and there's a set like, okay, I do this, and then I become a manager, you still might feel like... I thought I wanted this, but it's not going the way I thought it would. Totally. And I don't even know if it really fits, but when I'm, like, how do I switch it up? Like, what's right. the, I think it's, I think it's just, may, it's uh, a lot more, 
explicit or extreme maybe in the arts because you're also you're also the one calling all the shots and making every decision. You know what I right, mean? Right. You're going, am I going to this or am I not? Am I going to try this? Am I not? Like, mm. I'm doing it all. Right. And No, totally. And yeah, it's easy to get down on yourself and it's easy to kind of lose sight of whatever. But dude, that just that's another important reminder. It's like every step of everything sucks. Mm-hmm, yeah. Even making it, quote unquote, making it big has its things that must suck about it. I can't oh, speak dude, for I it. was just talking to someone the other day. Um, the people who I know, who who I, I know or sort of know or whatever, who are doing really well, it seems like they have unique problems that I don't have. I know a very... I have plenty of problems too. I know a very famous podcaster. You also know um, them. They, they've been traveling very recently. And I was talking to... Um, I, I know was, who you're talking about. Yeah. And they crush it. Yeah. I was talking to her. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to her and she was, you know, ex- she was expressing some difficulties with everything that's happening um she has a lot going on and she was like i'm successful and it's but it's still hard for me to like relax or like have a good time right and you know i heard that and was like fuck dude like it's always there no matter what dude it's always fucking there and i mean one of the best interviews i like ever heard that kind of I try to remind myself of, and I should probably just go back and listen to it, is uh, Conan O'Brien. He was on um, this random, like, improv show uh, called Wild Horses. It's like Lauren Lapkus and there's a couple other people in, in L.A. And it was a live show, and they interviewed him. And he was talking about how he was like, I want so bad for people in this industry to get fame later on because you're so much more ready for it and you you can handle it better. And the, just the way he was describing it, I don't remember what he said, but he, he was so, he was like, trust me, it's worth it to wait and to get that success and like to wait on. And I remember after I heard that, at least for a while, I went, okay, it's not, like we don't all have to get it right now. You right. know? I mean, dude, look at fucking Justin Bieber. He was killing it from 14 to 20 and now like, He's a documentary about how he was addicted to his own dopamine, and that's why he became like a drug addict and then found God and everything. What does that mean, addicted to his own dopamine? Well, like, so apparently in this this documentary on YouTube, he talks about how he was like 14 years old. Yeah. And he was going out and doing these these shows, you know, for like like sold out crowds. 100,000 people. He was the fucking man, dude. He was was 15, and he was just meteorically rising like every year. Sold out shows. He was the dude. And so he's going out and. You know a show that you do, like, uh, you know, we go to a show, and at least for us, like, right now, we still have to convince the audience that they like us, you know? Mm-hmm. But when we do, it's amazing. It feels really good after you get that high. You know the high after when it goes great? So Like when you go somewhere and nobody knows who you are. Exactly. Yeah. Because most shows, I don't know about you, but most shows for me, no one Same. knows the fuck I am. Same. Yeah. And so when you go on, you crush it, it feels great. Right. So he's going to these shows. The people already know him, and they love him. And then he goes out and he fucking murders the amount of drugs that your brain is like producing to be like, this is great. Keep doing this. Like, this is like, it's, it's a, it's straight up a drug. And so he was talking about how someone was telling me this. He's talking about how, you know, your brain gets uh, used to things pretty easily. And so he had to like have like bigger shows, trying to have like oh, it, trying to get more and more. So then he would like go towards drugs or go towards something else to try and feed that dragon, which was right. just trying to get that high. And so he was saying like he was getting drug addict levels of 
dopamine and like serotonin hits from just these shows and everything and like what that does to a developing mind that's crazy it's wild and i didn't, never thought about that i was like oh shit like the older i get the less i judged him for like anything he did what because did he even do? No, just like just acting out not even anything did anything crazy but just like being dumb or acting out or like paparazzi whatever the fuck he did dude, like, i saw a picture of him fucking holding his rock hard fucking ween dude <laughs> i was like hell yeah dog you're like this is a nice piece like, dude giving some good pipe fucking hell yeah dude yeah. laying it it's down boy. beaver's like yeah you're, you're like that's my dude yeah, <laughs> i loved that dude i was like hell yeah yeah dude dicks uh <laughs> living his best life yeah and so he, he you know he's doing all this shit and you're like oh he was just 20 right. and like trying to figure it out right and also having everyone look at him he was the, i mean he still is the man dude oh he is bieber's always the man in my book dude. i mean yummy uh, his new uh, his new songs uh, i don't even right. know i don't even know his songs to be honest. are you even, you even heard the new ones um no i like i literally i know obviously if i heard the like famous ones i would but i can't like, no, the old them. ones did you hear yummy yum that song no bro it's bad is it the other ones are like uh, other ones he released are like pretty good but the, what are the popular ones again like the big ones isn't there a well, one called Boyfriend? Baby. baby. How's that go again? Baby. Oh, baby. Ba 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting you to sing now. <laughs> yeah, I was like, is he pimping me out to sing? Baby. Okay, let's see. Justin Bieber's songs. Okay. One of the, one of the baby, best ones. Baby, baby, baby. Da, da, da. That was like his new... Okay. Oh, Sorry. Sorry was... Love How Yourself. How does that go again? How do these all go? <laughs> Motherfucker. Dude, I swear. I, I, Wait, what's... <laughs> is it too late now to say sorry? Your body. No, I don't deny Is it too late to say sorry now? Sorry. Um, what do you mean? That one. What do you, you mean? mean? Yeah, I know. All these songs. I don't yeah. want to act like I don't know these songs. Yeah, you're right. Boyfriend. Boyfriend's one of them. I just can't. Couldn't. I'll show the top you. Mistletoe. He's the man, dude. One less lonely girl. You smile. I mean, dude, he was like, he had barely getting boners when he was coming around with all around the world. So, dude, that's speaking of boners, that's the other thing you forget. Like, you make it, you're fucking huge, successful, and then one day your dick just doesn't work anymore, dude. I mean, dude, I've had that since I was like 16, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, there's always <laughs> shit to, that sucks. You, know? you had that start happening to you? Your, your dick's uh, failing you at certain times? So far, so good. You still been good? Knock on wood. Oh, nice. Um, if you ever need help, I get some stuff. I appreciate that, dude. Um, um, it's good, man. But, dude, I remember, like, this is the other thing, too. I'll hear all these ominous, like, mm -hmm. things about failure. Um, like, throughout all the, the... My 20s were so stressful. Like, all this uncertainty. And because of comedy or other yeah, things? because okay. of this uncertain path. And I'm so familiar with a very comfortable one. My parents live like a pretty normal. Mm -hmm. My dad is a professor. Okay, he has a pretty good schedule. I mean, he's his work is demanding. He writes a lot. He like What's writes he books and shit. International politics and related things. Great, it's pretty cool. You Sweet, know? yeah. Um, but you know, he's he's worked at the same school for my since I can remember since he's had a job, and uh, you know, I so I'm so familiar with that stability. They have a solid. Yeah. They have a solid thing going on. And he's doing cool shit too. What, you know what I mean? What about your mom? And my mom, she doesn't work anymore, but she used to work for a cardiologist. She was doing you know referral stuff. It was like a pretty chill. Situation. So they had classic jobs, like not like classic, but I Whatever. mean they had like nine to fivers or eight Whatever. to sevens, my whatever it was. was was around his class schedule and his yeah. whatever shit he's doing he sometimes mm -hmm. will do extra stuff whatever but it's like this thing that's guaranteed whatever and i know how good it is yeah it's chill you know what i mean it's not like the crazy fan it's not fancy or whatever but it's nice and but it's a nice life and chill yeah. and it's better than it's significantly better than the life i lived during my 20s 
Yeah. And I was just so stressed all the time. And then I'd hear these things like in acting class or there's some Tennessee Williams play that we were doing scenes from. And there's this line that's like, either you better have money or wealth or sorry, no money or wealth. You, she, she's like, you better have youth or money. And if you don't have either, you're fucked. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to be old and poor. Probably streetcar named Desire. It sounds like some shit Blanche would say. I don't, do I don't think so. Because I watched that movie recently, and I don't remember hearing Cat in a Hot Tin Roof. I think it was Cat in a Hot Tin Roof. Uh, okay, but I've, I've, I don't think I've ever actually seen that. It's really play good. Or movie. Did Cat in a Hot Tin Roof. Paul Newman, Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah, dude, he crushes it in that movie. He's the man. He like Paul Newman was the man. He's the man. He was also so hot, dude. He looked back. He you're was like, hot. Damn, bro. Up until him being on Popcorn Days. <laughs> He's been hot, dude. <laughs> he just was a hot, good-looking dude that was like. Uh, just good at acting because I saw him in Cat in a Hot Tin Roof and I was like, oh fuck, he was really good. Yeah, watch it. It's it's it's. I started good. It the other. I gotta watch it. But dude, he yeah, so hot mm -hmm. and always he was like the Clooney before. Yeah, he Clooney. was the Clooney or he the, was like the, uh, the Brad daddy. Pitt. Yeah, he was daddy. Yeah, he was well, daddy but, back then. Well, I guess you're right. Brad has like aged well and stuff. Brad has now become the daddy. Yeah, he's, he's daddy. the Hollywood daddy, dude. Right. He's the one that everyone looks. He's got the long you're hair. Right. Everyone's like looking at him. Brad looks great. Arguably, I, I wouldn't say he's better than when he was like twenty, but like kind of looks fucking good as this fifty-year-old dude, you he know. Looks good. And after you know, once in Hollywood, everyone saw him as like the older guy that's like still in shape. Everyone's right, like, right, All right, right. Yeah, dude, I want to fuck Brad Pitt. That's okay, sick, dude. Yeah, that's sick. <laughs> totally. And dude, yeah, Paul Newman like could stay banging your girl his whole life. Seventy-year-old Paul Newman could bang your girl. Yeah, he could have fucked. Yeah, he could have fucked. But her he was at, madly in love with his wife. Yeah. Which is so dope. It's awesome. Loved her so much. It's all I love want, with each man. Other, smitten for each other. It's all I want. It's fire. Dude, it's fire to be in love. <laughs> it's fire Honestly, to be dude, in love, dude. Two bros. Honestly, being in love is fucking fire. It's fire to be in love, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm planning a trip with my girlfriend right now. Yeah? For the summer. That's awesome. I'm stressed about it a little bit. Why are you stressed? I mean, <sighs> she, planning is... She requires a lot of planning. And How old is she? She's mid-20s. Okay. She's severely allergic to nuts. Really, uh -huh. like scarily. Yes. So that's not what that doesn't necessarily pertain to this, but like. But I like how you just like drop that. <laughs> yeah, but if we were to go to some like random place that wasn't like tourism friendly, like I might not uh -huh. be able to bring her because it might be dangerous for her. Oh. Just like if you know if we were gonna go on some like I like to kind of go on like crazy vacations, that are like adventures. Mm -hmm. So if I you know if I took her on some fucking caravan tour of Central Asia, like she would have she. Might have nothing to eat. Like, I don't know if they eat nuts there, but it would be hard to like communicate it with the tour guide. Like she's just unsure, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's stressful to her. And the and idea it's stressful to you because you, yeah, you care about to me her. Too. Yeah. And the idea of going on a trip with her and us showing up and her hating the place that we're at like stresses me out. So we're planning yeah, it, like yeah, yeah. way in advance. When normally I would wait till fucking yeah. I mean, I guess it is February, and you're like, what? You guys going in July or something? Oh, jeez, so far away. And it's not fun planning. It's like it's like funny because she's all stressed and like knows that it's funny that she's stressed. Yeah, because you're like it's seven months away, <laughs> right? And we're just kind of like playfully, jokingly fighting about it. It's actually mm -hmm. been kind of fun, but it's it's like stressful and it's end up being expensive, which is like sort of be. But I'm like grateful that that we can even do it. You know yeah, what I mean? where are you guys gonna go? In Greece. Nice. Like, um, what's it called? I don't Mykonos? think we're gonna go to Mykonos, Mykonos okay. but like similar type of things. I think I feel like we should go to Mykonos, but I feel like we both think that it's like hacky to go to Mykonos. Yeah, because everyone has, I've never been. You know what? No, but everyone's ruined it by taking pictures on Instagram to make it seem hacky. But it's like the thing is, it's sick. It's, it's fucking beautiful. Yeah. It's like no one wants to go to the Amalfi Coast because like they've seen so many pictures. It's like, right. yeah, bro, you go to the Amalfi Coast and sick. you go fuck the pictures. This is beautiful. Right. Like, 
I don't think the Grand Canyon is. Would you think the Grand Canyon is hacky? I'm n- uh, no, it's sick. No, but a lot of people take pictures. They talk about it, right? Grand Canyon sick, but the Grand Canyon isn't like a bottle it's, pop in vacation. You're right. You're right. But I will say, I think a lot of those places, like Mykonos, the Malfi Coast, the pictures they just never do it justice because That's very true. the Grand Canyon. Uh, when, when, the one, the day that you go, I guarantee you, dude, you will walk up to the rim and you will go, holy fuck. It's I've sick, seen right? so many pictures, dude. <laughs> and when you walk up and feel how big it is, you're like every, it's I've crazy, been there multiple right? times. I've been there like three times. Every time I walk up, I like gasp because I go, I forgot that this exists and it's huge and it's like so beautiful dude and it just it's really something you only need to do for like two days i'm going when i'm in LA. yeah if you're in la or if you're in vegas dude you gotta go i'm going i'm telling you man because you will walk because you walk up and you just go i I don't know is it in arizona and nevada or just arizona i think it's me you know what i think it is arizona and nevada it's definitely in arizona definitely in arizona but it's just like dude um the, the older I get, the more I like going in nature and shit is just like the thing that I like the most. Cause I, it, cause I it, love it Because it takes us out of this thing where we're always plugged amazing. in. To, it's and when I, the last time I saw it, it's, it's like making me happy now because I'm thinking about it. I just I forgot about everything. And I was just yeah, like, so much fun. This is, this is Do great. Do you know Zach McGovern, the comedian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think he, I've met he's him. He's a but, good dude. Yeah. Uh, he's funny. He's funny to travel with because he's down. Mm-hmm. And he will fucking fight too if you like have to. So you like feel safe. Oh with yeah, him. dude, this guy beats. He can beat <laughs> someone's ass, but he's not looking for it. No, you know, but he's confident in the dude. fact that if some shit goes down, he's like, I'll fuck him up. Dude, it's not even that. It's it's uh-huh. to the point where literally, if someone and people pick fights with him because he just kind of like looks like a fucking meathead like, like sorta. A, oh, is he okay? Like, no, but yeah. no, he kind of just looks like a guy who people want to fuck with. Got it. Okay. So people will fuck with him, and he'll literally do go, dude. Please, like, apologize, or I'm gonna beat your ass. <laughs> I'm giving you a chance to apologize. He'll do that, and the guy will be like, "Fuck you!" and he just beats their ass. Dude. <laughs> and I'm bad because I cheer him on. I'm like, "Dude, get that guy just talk shit to you, bro." Like, I want, I love seeing him do it because it's insane. I've it's seen him really pile guys on top of to each other. To see dude. a guy that's just so confident and like uh, just knows how to fight and hold his own it's amazing it's because uh, I, I can't do that I, i'm sure you can't either me either in a fight i would just be like let's figure it out probably see probably try one kind of leg hook move i saw someone do right and then my brothers <laughs> and, yeah it's, and you just like fail at it yeah my brother both my brothers are in the army That's and uh, they're both like pretty into jiu-jitsu and i remember one time i was with my brother on the train and um they're just competent like they just know, they know I know they know how to fight and they also know how to like they're just they're right. I'm always more comfortable when I'm around them right it's great and I remember I was talking to Liam and I was like so like what would you do like if I just like came like I, like like just like trying to go to him to see what's up and he just very quickly was like I'd probably just do this and he just grabbed me by the back of the neck and pulled me in and was like. Now you can't go anywhere. I can knee you in the stomach. I can also put you in a car. And I just immediately was like, oh, I can't do anything. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, I'm I'm worthless. All right, sweet. This is a very easy thing for you to do. You did it without even thinking, and you just already know how to disable me and right. disarm me in one second. Yeah. Hilarious. Hey, fuck yeah, dude. So, where did you grow up in California? I grew up in LA. Like where? where? Uh, close. It's called the Palisades. Oh, you yeah, heard no, of it? Of yeah, yeah, yeah. Close, it's oh, close to Santa Monica. Yeah, it's cool. It was great. It was um, sick. Yeah. It was cool growing up there, dude. It was like um, 
in the you know it was, it was the 90s and in the early 2004 like I, I left to come here for school and it was like before the palisades became like that's like where sick. all the yeah. it was still really nice but it was before like that's where all the celebrities and stuff lived like people kind of right. knew about it but right there was there was once like the Beach Boys had one lyric where they talked about surfing the Pacific Palisades and I always thought it was so cool because like because like no one really knew what it was right you know or they would just be like oh you must have sixty million dollars right, right and I was right, like right. I don't right yeah right, right, right. that's but that sucks was, because people just assume that you're like yeah dude when I see the Palisades like, I, oh. I see everyone's opinion of me change immediately and I go dude no Tr like trust me. Honestly, if I was rich, I would be like, I'm fucking rich, dude. I would, right. I'd be upfront about it. I mean, this is dope. I got money. Like, like right. people, people are so weird about embracing them. They have money, mm -hmm. and I understand because like you want to be tacky about it, but also like everyone wants it. So right. just be like, dude. People I fucking... in comedy feel bad being that person. They so if they're not, they want you to know that they're not. And if they are, they. They will like hide, like downplay. Yeah, it. because no one in comedy wants to be seen as like they've Not had any kind of upper hand or like right. they haven't struggled because there's right. this right. narrative that you have to struggle to be really funny right. in comedy and you can't have had any kind of privileged upbringing, even though like Nick Kroll, his family's super fucking rich and he's great at characters and has, has made funny things. Right. John Mulaney's parents were lawyers. It's like, right. I would argue maybe the best of the best probably went through a lot of like. I mean, Chappelle, those guys are the best. Rock, I mean, John Mulaney is the best of the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, yeah Mulaney is the top. He's like, but most of them, I would say, right. probably went through some kind of like Burr, Chappelle, Pryor, like all those. They went through some kind of bullshit to experience it, to have a little more, I don't know, life experience. But it doesn't disqualify you just because, you know, you had a good upbringing. Absolutely. But yeah, everyone always, um, always would like shit on me for it. But I, I like living in LA. I appreciated it when I left because mm -hmm. it was like great. Mm -hmm. It was always nice. Everyone was cool. Right. I do think um, I am super happy that I came to New York. Well, I mean, I was born here and then I went there. But I was thinking about it today. I was like, I was on the train and I was looking at all these people on the train. It was like two Hasidic women and then this like super kind of. I don't know, emo punk chick that was next to, or like an e-girl, you know, like whatever. And then... What's an e-girl? An e-girl is like this, this, I don't know, they're like on TikTok and shit that they're like, it's like the new emo okay. where they okay. like kind of in anime and yeah, yeah, yeah. dancing. Yeah. Um, like wearing chokers and shit. And I saw that and then they were next to someone. And I was just like looking around the train. I was like, damn, there is every type of person on this train. And right. I think what makes people specifically New York, but like I think a lot of times e the East Coast in general, more I would say maybe down to earth and more like understanding a lot of different people is that we're just forced because of public transportation to be with so many types of people. Right. To just to have to deal with all of them and see them. Whereas like in LA, dude, you can just get in your car and you drive a place. You go and get coffee and then you just dip. You're in your car right. again. You go. You, you can choose who you see. Here it's like to get to a place you're going to have to run into at least 10 people and just be like, oh, that's a person. That's a, okay. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I remember I said when I was there for the longest period of time, I was there for like four months and I stayed with a friend who lived in uh, like Echo Park. Okay. Yeah. And kind of like, sorry, yeah, that don't know. You're good. Okay. Um, in the part and like a part that like wasn't, con wasn't considered <laughs> super nice. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
yeah, yeah. in a part that wasn't considered like super nice. And I remember mm-hmm. when people be like, "Oh, that neighborhood's not that good." I'd be like, "What do you mean? It's sick. Like it's really nice." Yeah, because I was just used to like neighborhoods that were diverse and like you yeah, know yeah, exactly. Like, You're just like there's LA's like randomly segregated. Yeah, it is. You know, it's more yeah, it's more segregated than New York is for sure. At least just like in on your in your day to day. Definitely in your day to day, where you, like, if you stay right. in if your you area, you stay in, yeah. in Santa Monica. You'll see like you'll see a lot crazy more. homeless people, but like it's Santa Monica. You'll see Santa Monica shit. You're not going to see, see yeah. like that East Side shit because you can be in the outskirts of like L.A. proper. You know, Santa Monica, Venice, all of that. Mm-hmm. You'll see a certain type, but when Vibe. you go into the inner city, then you'll see more of like the poorer communities or like the, the right. lower socioeconomic, whatever you want to call it, and. Whereas here, it's like people are still, like everyone's taking the train in to right. most likely work Reg- in the city. Right. Regardless of yeah. where you live, you're kind of everybody's mingled, mixing and mingling, like you're saying on the street and on the fucking subway and shit. And it's also you. I saw. I saw today. I saw a. One time, I had to wake up really early to go grab a truck for the moving company I work for. It was like six a.m. and I was on the train here. Was, yeah, you here. do that still? Yeah, yeah. I work for with the moving? like, like Ravello. Like you know, he used to work for that company. Oh yeah, Peter Ravello. A couple of the, like Mike Racine used to work there too. Oh, okay. And I was on the train, it was like 6 a.m. And I saw, and it was me and then just a bunch of construction workers. And I was just like, oh, dude, this is, this, their, is this, is, this is their life like every day. And when people see them at 3 p.m. on the train, they don't realize that they just had a full day of work. Like their schedule is like 7 to 3, 7 to 4. Right. Like that's their life. Right. And I got reminded of it today because I saw a guy at 3 p.m. drinking a beer out of like a, brown paper bag and my first thought was like who is like this dude's getting fucking drunk at three like what's up with your life bro like what okay <laughs> and then i saw a hard hat on his and i went oh dude he He's just got, got off work. work yeah like he should uh, completely be drinking that beer that's totally. f- fucking good for him totally. but we, you, i would have never even thought about how that guy I don't know. Sometimes I like I think about that stuff like at three p.m. If I'm like, oh man, like I'm a little tired, and then I'll go, dude. Some guy just finished a full day building, right. so right. You, you're gonna be you okay. Be, you'll do it. You're gonna um, be fun. What is your like extracurricular? Like, are you a drinker? Like, what is your social life like in that regard? Uh, I stopped drinking like not not completely, but I basically only drink on dates now. Um, because right. I've found that I it's could, just yeah, dude, going on dates and not drinking is fucking insane. I don't even like drinking. It's just that. weird for especially for girls to like not drink. And to to say you you want to get coffee, like I was talking to my friend about this the other day. I love co- coffee is my um is my vice. I love uppers. I think that's and I think Me that too. might be because of the dude, 80, like 100%. love uppers, dude. Yeah, hell dog. yeah, man. Yeah, dog. Fucking uh, not a huge fan of blow. I will say, um, but love love caffeine. Yeah, uh, I, I used to used to love energy drinks a lot, and I was just like, these just aren't good for you. And you know, when it comes to other drugs, like Molly is technically an upper, and I'm a fa- I was a fan of Molly. You yeah. know, I don't do it as much now because you got to be smart. But <laughs> I realized with coffee, like a coffee date, I'm gonna. You know why I'm gonna like you? Because I fucking like coffee. That's why I'm gonna like you. Because when you first take, when you have that first twenty to thirty minutes of when you're sipping the coffee, you're getting high off of it, and you're Brain's going all over the place. And you're like, this is good. I feel good. Like, dude, I've had conversations with people where I was like not really enjoying it. And then I start drinking coffee and I'm like, this is great. Like, we're really? going back and forth. This feels good. Like, I like, so I, I don't trust how I feel That's about funny. people on coffee. Coffee date sounds like my hell. I've never done that. No. no? It's just, dude, what do times. you do? Like, 
You go get coffee. Then you just what? talk. Yeah, and then you you, you leave it? and don't have sex. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's <laughs> whack, bro. <laughs> yeah, dude. It just doesn't sound like a fun date. Like literally, what do you like? You have coffee, mm-hmm. and then how do you get out of it? You're like, all right, I'm gonna go, and don't you have to like say you're going somewhere? Oh, I have now. You like make up plans after? Like, oh, I got dinner. Yeah, I gotta go pick up a dog. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I think that a date, and again, whatever, all you coffee daters out there, God bless you. But like, a date needs to have the possibility of ending and sleeping together, whether you're having sex or not. Like, you think be, so? Okay. Like, it has to have ha- not having that possibility is mm-hmm. weird to me. Well, like, th- like it. Sh- I'm not suggesting it should happen, but no. you know, if you go to dinner, mm-hmm. dinner could become drinks, which could become you know spending the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coffee. I don't see how coffee turns into affection i would go on it to simply see do i like this person or not because because if i'm on a coffee date and i know there's no chance of sex my dick is not going to trick me into thinking i like you more than i do because i want to have sex because you've probably been there too to where you think you really like someone and it was half of it was just because you wanted to sleep with them so Okay, you know, but but I mean, you know, God bless your altruism, but that seems like you're. <laughs> there's no shot that you know what I mean. Like for me, I'm not like worried about that. You know what, what I mean? Like mean? the idea of having a connection with somebody is is exciting, regardless if I like mm-hmm. really like them. I don't I don't feel like there's some responsibility to like really like a person. You know what I mean? And but no, and, for me, I'm I've decided right. that I have to because there's been so many dates that I've fucked someone. Just because I've wanted to, and then it's led to me being like, I don't like doing this. But so it's just stressful to like end it me. or whatever. It's stressful for me to end it. I'm not. I'm not good at it. Be, like for whatever reason, growing up or whatever. If I feel like someone wants to hook up, I just have to do it. It's a. It's a validation thing. It's like a little bit of an addiction. I don't know what it is. Right, right. I gotta go do it. And you didn't like that. I just didn't. Cause then I was just having. Dude, I was just having sex, and I was like, dude, I, I barely even right. want to be here. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Totally, totally. And so I was like, let me at least try to see if Screening I... Look, process. I still don't want to go on coffee dates. I still think it's better to just... But I, I understand why someone would want to go on it. The the drinking is easier. It It's more conducive to at least feeling like, would I be with this person or not? But I'm I'm also not getting tanked because then I think that makes you like, yeah. you know... You but dude, more... it sounds like to me like you need to be going on coffee dates then. Maybe, yeah. Because then, like you said, it's not just going to lead to gratuitous sex. Yes. Which apparently you've been having a lot of. God bless I, you. Past year, I definitely was. I feel like you you used to do very well for yourself, bro. <laughs> I mean, actually, what am I saying? I know you did. How? You motherfucker. Like, we had a conversation about one of the craziest nights you ever had. Oh, you're right. Yeah, which I don't think you probably want to talk about. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yeah. whatever. But no, I'm you know whatever. I'm not saying I did or didn't, but um, I understand the idea that you know mm-hmm. there's this there's this idea that getting laid all the time must be amazing. But you know, the, like we we're saying before, it comes with mm-hmm. its own set of unique challenges. And here you are being like, I'd rather kind of really like the person just to, just to switch it up. Right. Do you know what I mean? Because right. I also think in New York, because everyone's like, bam, bet like trying to. I think people here are more willing to like. First date, let's totally. go fuck. Like, more so than any place I've ever seen. More, uh, really? It's like. Well, maybe not any place I've ever seen, but, but like the big cities yes. in America, at least. New York, it's definitely like, oh, you want to go get another drink? Like, oh, let's go back to your place. Let's like, even if they're like, I mean, we can't have sex tonight, you're like going to go. Do, like, dude, it's. the And the girls are like, the girls are initiating it sometimes. They're like, right. so like, they're what are we doing yeah. now? And you're like, all right, hell yeah. 
This is fucking. <laughs> this is my dream. Totally. But um, chill, chill girls, dude. Chill, New York City, dude. Chill, <laughs> chill fucking chicks, girls. Uh, I like smoking weed. Is the thing I like doing. Mm. Um, like certain times with friends, like that. That chills me out after a show, or whatever. I like doing that, but I don't. I don't really like go wild or anything. I like the e extracurricular for me, dude. Is three to four people and. And chilling out. Honestly, I'll drink coffee at like 10 p.m. I'll right. have like an espresso and like let's just chill. Let's talk shit. That's the thing I like to do. I don't. I used to like partying a lot, and I just it just kind of like stopped. You know, I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's. I, I'm trying to think at, at your at your age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I was very much still like. I maybe would have said what you're saying, but my my life Actions. didn't. Mm -hmm. Reflect it, and I mean, dude. So I can still turn up. You know what I mean? Oh, dude, I can too. But I have to like really want to. Right. You know, where before, like, right before, before it was like, like if any, it's Friday and I'm an not occasion. going out, what am I doing? Right. You know. Totally. And then you, yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah. What's your what's, what's your thing now? What do you like doing to chill out? I mean, I don't know. Dude. Hanging with your girl. Yeah, I do. So since I haven't been taking Adderall, when did you decide to stop doing that? Month, month and a half, two months. Oh, ago, really? Almost. It's pretty, pretty um. Recent, recent, but I mean, I was taking it every day, so it's pretty significant. I haven't taken it once mm -hmm. uh, in that period, so whatever. But I found that even though it feels like in those four-hour blocks, I'm not as productive. Mm -hmm. On the whole, I am more productive because instead of just having those eight hours, I now have the whole day to do stuff. Yeah. Whereas before, I just thought I could only do stuff during those periods of time. Now, sure. I feel like I can do all this other shit. So, I mean, dude, I love, I love traveling. I know that sounds like. I no. love traveling, whatever. I really do. Like, it's, I enjoy it. Um, and I mean, I love to do it for work, obviously, but then also just for fun as well. Why do you like it? Have you thought about that? Because uh, it's... I haven't thought about it. No? But it's, I don't know. It's just cool to go to new spots and, like, see new shit. And like you said, that feeling when you're looking at the Grand Canyon yeah, and you have that... You kind of aren't stressed out about work and shit. Mm. Like, that clarity... Maybe I'm just chasing that, dude. And even when I've been on some of these, like, crazy crazier trips that i've been on or whatever and i have that period where i'm literally talking to the person i'm traveling with being like dude this feeling i feel very chill right now and it's i know really that i'm nice. gonna lose this dude i'm gonna try I, to hang on to it but yep. i know that i'm not gonna be able to you know it's gonna go and away you can't. and it's the worst thing ever when you're in it and you're like i'm really liking this moment and i know it's gonna go away and i it's like uh it's like when you're i mean it's like when you're high on drugs and you're like i don't want this you, you feel yourself start coming down and you're like no i don't want it to stay it's like when you're in that moment, as soon as you become aware of it, that's the worst thing is that a lot of times it's like when you're really in it, you're not even aware that you're in it. And then for me, it's like when I come on and go, oh, I'm I'm really present right now. If I it completely it like it brings me out right. of it by like being aware of, oh, shit, I'm being super present right now. Right. Dude, just, yeah. I don't know. Just any experience where something insanely sick happens when you're in like a new place, you know, that you've never been or whatever. That to me is so fun. Can you think of one recently that's happened? Tons. I mean, I, w I went on this really cool hike when I was in Norway, mm -hmm. like last summer. Um, yeah. And dude, it was so fucking, it was so sick. Like, I, I wanted to go on one of those Instagram hikes, right? Yeah. One of those crazy ones. But it, it wasn't really fitting in with my itinerary. Like, we didn't have a ton of time. I had shows in Bergen mm -hmm. um, and we had to get there. So I basically, I like messaged a fucking forum being like, is there any good hikes? near that are similar to this one near where i am mm -hmm. and a couple of people replied and they're like try this one so i'm like all right this one looks sick so i go looking for for it 
And I find nothing about it except for this one hiking journal from like 2000, the year okay. 2000, uh, with a, with the detailed directions of how to get there. But there's all these like driving directions that I wasn't driving. I was taking the train. Uh, and okay. there's no directions on Google Maps for how to find this trail. No bus, or, or on there. hiking map apps. It was nowhere. Mm-hmm. So Zach and I, we decided to just try anyway. So we took the train to the stop, and then we knew nothing. We're just off a train in the middle of basically nowhere trying to find this path. That's sick, though. Dude, so we start looking around, looking around, whatever, whatever. And I'm trying to find something in this journal, and I'll show it to you after, mm-hmm. that's like an indicator of what's where. And like, yeah. finally, we kind of like, maybe we should go this way. So we're walking around for like an hour or two, not finding anything. Finally, we find this like tiny little wooden sign with an arrow that was like the name, the same names matching up. Oh. Like kind of stumbled upon it. Um, but I, that's cool. Because they're like, there's, there's an exit and da, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. So we find it. And then, dude, cut to now we're on this six hour crazy hike oh shit didn't see a person the entire time but like made it to the top of the mountain holy and fuck. like it was so fucking sick and it was like like yeah instagram worthy in theory yeah, yeah no, not, I and, I, and I, I didn't like fucking you know start going just crazy memory either. worthy though but it was sick like we yeah. were we were kind of getting nervous and like there's also this this uh funny it's not a mo- funny movie it's like a horror movie about mm-hmm. these hikers you yeah. get lost in Norway. I forget what it's called. Okay. But it's on Netflix. And Zach had seen it and I mm-hmm. hadn't. And I just watched it afterward. I was like, dude, thank God we didn't watch this movie before we went. He's dude. like, dude, I had just watched it. Oh my God. <laughs> like, I was God. freaking out. That's. I mean, whatever, dude. Like, shit like that is fun and cool to me. That I... to me is like, it sounds corny, but that to me, every time I do stuff like that, I go, this is what this is all about. It's fun, dude. That shit. Doing that. I mean, great shows too. When you're with friends, you're like, this is what, not like why we're here, but I like, I believe that you, you make up the reason why you're here. You know what I mean? Everyone's like, why are we here? What are we? It's like, right. it's you, dude. You got to decide what it is, which is at the same time, very liberating and also very uh, stressful because you're like, fuck, I have to, I, right. I don't even know what I want to eat sometimes. I got to decide why I'm here. Right. Shit. <laughs> Okay, but you get to go when it feels right at the top of that mountain. Or sick, dude, you're like, you know, this whatever. is why I'm here, dude. This is why Julio is is alive at this very moment. Right. You're like, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's like that. I, 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 I see what you're saying. About shit like I see that. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, you decide what you. It's essentially like the same as what do you want to do? Yeah. Why am I here? And what do you want to do? Are the same thing. Because what do you want to do can mean anything. Yeah. What do you want to do now? What do you want to do with your life? What do you want to do with this and that? So I will say this. I do get stressed sometimes about the idea of like having a family because it'll just limit, limit, limit Limit, how like fluidly I can choose to just go do shit. For sure. Like it's nice that I don't fucking whim. I can do whatever I want right now. No, that's, it's freedom. It's amazing. And once you make that decision to have a kid, there's no going back. Right. Even when they're... You know, even when right. they're 18, even when we're out of the house, right. that, like you still know that you can't just be like, like you, st- even if you can, like, dude, I was at college. My dad could have went to Australia for three weeks and it wouldn't, but I still feel like he felt like he couldn't. You know what I mean? Right. I, th- I feel like a switch get tur- gets turned on in you and you just go like, I'm a dad now. And that's right. what my life is. Right. And a lot of people, it must feel good because a lot of people are doing it and they seem to be happy doing it. And right. I know some people are like, oh, they're like BSing, but I don't think they are. I think it's... Yeah, yeah. it's got to be amazing. Yeah, it's got to... Do you, have you been thinking of having kids or... Like, I mean, not like now, no, but... But yeah, yeah, of course. You know, I would love to eventually. Yeah. That'd be great. How many do you think? 
Dude, you thought about it? A couple, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, maybe. You don't think too far in the future, huh? You're pretty... Yeah, what about you? You think about this? I do, yeah. I thought about, like, three kids, probably. And I think I thought about recently, like, I never thought I wanted to have girls. And then the past year, all of a sudden, it completely changed. And I was just like, I want a daughter. Like, I, I remember sincerely having that. I saw a dad in the elevator, and he was with his daughter, and they're going to play volleyball. And I was like, that's fucking awesome, man. Like, yeah. I want to be... I want to be like a good role model and like male figure in like a woman's like I was like that would be awesome because the older I get I hear about how many shitty guys girls have to deal with and this isn't me being like a martyr or whatever but I was just like dude that that would be nice to to have I never I never thought about it before and it just like came up and all of a sudden I was like mm-hmm. hell yeah dude I'm gonna be a fucking dad and I'm gonna be that. Yeah, I remember the first time I started having that feeling where I see like a happy family with a young kid being like, "Ah, oh, I want that." Yeah, it's kind of weird because you go like, "Wait, what?" No, I don't. No, no, I don't. But you, <laughs> you do. I mean, right. it's natural. I don't know. Right. Not now. I mean, my my uh, my brothers will probably have kids before me. They're um, older than you. They're younger, but uh, like right. they're in the army, so stuff like that right. always gets you know right, right, fast right. forwarded. And also, you know, there's it's. There's stability. You know, when you're stable and you have a career and everything's going well, like, you can have a kid at 27 and it's like, oh, okay. It's, like, fine. Right. I think so 30, I'm... like, 30 was kind of, when I was younger, I thought that was the earliest I would have it. And now that I'm 27, I'm like, yeah, dude, push that, right. that. Like, everything in this career, it's like everything has to, any normalcy plans of, like, this is when I would normally have it. You got to push it back at least five to ten years, honestly. Right. Because... Besides that, I wonder when I thought that I would have kids. I think maybe I always thought I'd have them later. Yeah, but I don't. I don't, I don't fucking remember. But Did, yeah. were you a serial relationship, like a serial monogamist in your twenties, no, or no? Never, no. no. But like I had girlfriends that were great, but no, I, I didn't feel the need to always have a girlfriend. Yeah, how long were you like? What were your relationships like? Like yearly? Years, they were. They, most of them were kind of like on and off. Uh huh. Yeah. For like periods of time, but like off often. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like. And then I went, you know, big gaps between girlfriends too. Yeah. And that's fine. And it never bothered me. It's kind of good, I think. I think it's good for most people to kind of. I mean, if you're not desperate, you find the you end up finding the best situation. I kind of feel like it makes you, because you seem to be pretty comfortable with yourself to a certain degree. I imagine like, so, yeah. And like comfortable with where you're at. I feel like being alone leads you to that, you know? Absolutely. Because you have to be with yourself. Dude, well, whatever. I don't mind being with myself. I don't mind being alone. I do stuff Not alone all. all the time, dude. And, but now I have a girlfriend. She's great. Like, I'm so excited to go on this trip with her. Yeah. It's going to be sick. It's going to be fun. We're going to hang out. She's cool. It's going to be dope. Yeah. I want to hang out with her is like, that That has to be there. You I know love what I mean? Yeah, yeah. She's tight. It can't. Yeah, dude. She's, she's, a, she's, a, she's one of the boys, dude. dude she's tight. <laughs> she's funny. She's fucking cool. Yeah. Like, I enjoy hanging out with her very much. That's the, that's the thing you have to have. Yeah. But a lot of people, I think, instead of choosing to be on their own, uh, they'll, for, they'll forgo that, like, struggle and strive to just be like, I got to figure out myself and to be with someone so they don't feel like lonely or they don't right, feel yeah. like oh i'm a loser by being dude, yeah, being single so is not stupid. a loser dude, it's i feel so bad for friends of mine who feel some pressure like if they're single it means they're a loser like it starts happening when people start getting older and I, I know yeah. guys who feel that way yeah like, i get why women do yeah more so because obviously mm-hmm. the kid thing 
you know, thing and then they worry about aging and like aging out of their like looks or yeah whatever all sorts of bullshit and it's all that's bullshit. also bullshit 100 or just like their social circles at home like i know people who kind of come from like fancy suburbs or whatever, yes, where everybody's kind of like waspy oh so-and-so yeah. is still single yeah you know all these social like yeah and, and also yeah. it's just like it's dude it's it's so fucking whack to be controlled by these like stereotypes or social norms from these wherever you came things. from it's completely fake it's and made dark. up that like yeah. we yeah it is like that is the word for it but they yeah and you also you know you go home and you start seeing like oh this person got engaged like oh this person it's it gets back to that comparison thing to right. where you go like you see five of your friends go engaged get engaged and you go like wait should i be engaged right i didn't i didn't even think about that but now that they all are am i doing something wrong like what's up with me when reality no who right. gives a fuck right but like you said yeah it's the, the, the friends that are worrying about being single right well dude i just remember this i like this is this is relates to that to some degree but i remember you know setting out and being like this is what i'm going to try to do this is what i'm going to do whatever here's my plan mm -hmm. the plan is unclear if the fucking plan works you got to try it for a while so for a while you're like seeing these other people live better lives than you yeah. And you're like, okay, is my plan going to work? But then they'll have these reminders every once in a while, like, okay, maybe I should I stay the course with whatever this plan is. This doesn't necessarily relate to comedy, just whatever. And then, you know, then now I'm in my 30s, and they always say that the 30s feel better in your 20s, and I understand why, because now the plan has been happening for 10 years. And I'm sure it's changed, and I'm sure mm -hmm. that whatever is happening with it, but I feel much more comfortable with it now that I found some, I found my way to some degree. I'm still alive. I'm still. I'm doing okay. I, you know, yeah, you, you, for the most part, can afford my you're life. You're performing. You're do, yeah. You got stuff that you like. You feel good about it. I feel and, pretty good about it. So now, you know, it it reinforces all that stuff, and I think that relates to the relationship stuff too. Because mm -hmm. you know, I'm single, whatever. I'm this or that. But like, if you you should really ha try to have an inner dialogue. I feel with yourself and be honest about: is it what you want or is it what you think you want? What you think you should want? Oh yeah, the think you should want is like. It's a thing. It's a dude. It's a big it thing. Affects everybody. Uh, yeah, it happens to me all the time. I like go to. There's been times that like people have uh, asked to want to hang out, like a girl specifically, for whatever reason. Like that's what when, that's been what it's been for the past year for me. Is that, and then I'll go and then be like, I, I'm going because I think I should, not because I want to. Right. Like at all. Right. Or even I mean, even sometimes with comedy, where you're like, oh, I'm going to this thing because I feel like I should. But not because I want to. Right. I don't want to be here. Right. And then you got to sometimes just go, okay, what is it that I actually want to do? That That's productive, not a hedonistic thing or self-destructive or anything. Right. But you go, oh, okay, if I would rather do this and I still right. think it's going to be, you know, do things outside of comedy. I, you know, I, every time I do something outside of comedy, it makes me feel like a more whole person. Right. I don't know. What do you like doing outside of comedy? Dude, no, I, well, Totally. I t and I think it's a helpful, what you are saying is a helpful, like, exercise. Yeah. Uh, outside of comedy, I mean, dude, I don't know. All sorts of shit. Like, I... You like tennis. We know that. I do like tennis. I like gambling on tennis, too. Oh, yeah? Mm -hmm. Do you like... Do you like? I like gambling, too, but yeah. not on sports. Uh, I like craps. Like, uh, okay. dude. I, I mean, I, I enjoy the casino, but I'm not, like, an activist by any... No, I'm not an activist, but when I get it, and I, like, get that... It's the... I think it's a similar adrenaline rush to like what we get um with comedy i think that most comedians are in some way addicted to adrenaline right i think we all in some way are and right getting that big phone call or crushing or some like having those big moments as soon as you, you crush, chase those you are chasing it again 
And I think one of the reasons why maybe a lot of comics, like, I truly believe is one of the reasons why many comics might feel, like, might seem sad or whatever, is because, like, we're trying to get our next fix, which is the great show. Or, and yeah. until we get there, it's like, I'm not, I'm not well, man. Like, I haven't gotten that. I just need to get normal. It's like, because you're trying to get back to that because you know what it feels like. And when that happens, you go, this is right. This is what I need. Right. And so, I mean, I felt that definitely. Like, when you're, like, just trying to, oh, fuck, I just want one show to right. go. Well, dude, I, I, well, I, I've noticed that, you know, if you are, if you stay true to yourself for long enough, that will pay dividends. I feel like, you know, trying to find what it is, like you said, that you want or because because there are other other ways to be productive sometimes than if there's something you absolutely fucking hate doing, mm -hmm. maybe you can find some other way to be productive, like you said. For sure. And I think finding that and being consistent to that pays off over time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like you'll it'll make sense for you and it'll work for you in some way if you stick if you keep doing it like that. Keep doing it that way. You know what, what I mean? Oh, for sure. Where'd you grow up? Connecticut. Okay. And it's funny what you're saying about the Pal Palisades thing, because I get the same yeah. thing with Connecticut. Were you from Pe Greenwich or? No. I'm from like not the fancy part. I'm f where I'm from is fine. It's like kind of a middle class town, yeah. quiet, nice, you know. What's it um, called? Haddam. Higginham. Higginham. part okay. of Haddam. I go up there for moving a lot, so I was like, I might know oh, though. Where I know, do you guys like, do? Stanford, okay, yeah, uh, North, like, but the then also like Coscob or some shit. Okay, yeah, that's, we went, that's we went fancy this, too. We went. Oh, is, is it fancy? Actually, what am I saying? Yeah, we went there. It was fucking nice. Yeah. All those that Fairfield County is like where most of the nice towns are. Okay, um, but you know where where I come from is fine. But when people, a lot of time when people hear Connecticut, they, they just, immediately yeah. they think I'm like a rich Money. kid. Or yeah, it's like dude, it's annoying. Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, but no, I, I was I was happy with it. It was nice. Nice mm -hmm. place to grow up. Whatever. It's cool. When uh, what'd you go to school? Boston. Yeah. Boston University. Where'd you go to school? I went to NYU. Oh, really? Oh, you went to BU? Uh-huh. Nice. But NYU similar, and BU are like the same, like of both. Uh, I almost went to BU, too. Yeah. And then and then, then I was just like, no, nah, because I went to Tisch. I went to theater school. Cool. Yeah, school. I did fun. stuff with like Stella Adler. Me, too. Which I know is like related to. Stella Adler was uh, the studio I was in. Yeah. Nice, Sick, dude. dude. Stella, Stella was good. You still do acting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You I still um, do acting. Do you, you act and stuff? You still do act. Yeah. Um, yeah, I still sell tapes, shit like that. Cool. All of it. I love doing it. It gives me something that, that stand up doesn't. It's a completely different like yeah. it's a different thing. muscle or feeling. Um but I, I think it's just because at the end of the day, like I like telling stories and that's what mm -hmm. acting is in my mind. I was talking to Matthew Broussard about it a couple weeks ago and he was like, for him, acting is like he thinks about it in a very like analytical way and it's like uh -huh. providing information for this scene as to what's going on in the most succinct way and i was like yeah i could see it that way we just played yeah, yeah dude we, our fucking big toes just touched that was sexual. it was nice dude i liked it <laughs> uh you see one of his arms back he's finally chill um <laughs> it was up uh it's just yeah. for me it's like oh telling a really good story feels great yeah no, it's fun i always enjoyed it um, and I still do, but I mean, I now, I haven't had like an acting agent for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, so I kind of haven't been auditioning for stuff, which is fine. I mean, at first, I was like really actively pursuing trying to act. Really? Did you do anything like on TV? Yeah. I've yeah. done stuff here and there. I feel like I, mostly in, TV. In the back movies. of my head, I like probably heard something that you were on, but I can't remember mm -hmm. what it was. Anything that you were like stoked about? The pl I mean, yeah, like plenty of things. Nothing like... You know, TV shows, like nothing, nothing mm -hmm. super 
you know, crazy. Yeah. Um, a lot of commercials. But so I, I used to, I was in class for a while and I was in, I was in conservatory stuff for a while. Stella, yeah. And then I did, uh, I, I was going on auditions, whatever, and like kind of go doing coaching. And now that I haven't had the agent and I'm like sorting that out right now, mm -hmm. I've kind of been, not been focusing on it as much. But yeah. like I'll be happy when I go back out, and I just it's it's just fun, dude. And it's also, it's it's easy in the sense that like when you create your own project, there's so much to do. You're writing, you're producing, you're just doing it. There's so much to worry about when you act. Mm -hmm. You just have to fucking act. Yeah, I will say when they just give you the lines and you're like, it's just awesome. This is what I, like, oh, I just have to work on this. And okay, like, cool. Make it as good, and you can hyper focus on it, and uh, and it's so much fun. It's fun to like be somebody else. Like oh yeah, you know it's just like a good time. It is. It is definitely fun to be someone else. But I think uh, the really good actors are really good at being other people, because they're not as stoked about who they are. Oh yeah, I guess. <laughs> I, maybe. I, 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 part of me. Some some of them are just like straight up artists, but I don't know. Like I, I kind of think it's like you have to want to be someone else. And I I I've, I've had that feeling too, where I'm like I wish I was. I'm, I'm getting past it, but like. For a while, it's right. like you wish you were somebody else. This person that oh, why can't I just be? Like, it's yeah. like, and you're never gonna. So, kind of get over it. Right. I don't know. Yeah, you can make you know, it's not to sound like I'm being a motivational speaker, but like you can make yourself who you want to be. Yeah. Theoretically, you know what I mean. Like the guy who you think you want to be, you could be like him as you, if you want. Yeah, unless you get the coronavirus. Unless you're, and dude. then still, there's only one percent mortality. <laughs> Is it only one percent? You got a high likelihood of survival. Dude, I was looking on. Dude, I got an email that was like, "You're likely to get the coronavirus." <laughs> what? Yeah, it was like some email that was like, "You're gonna get the coronavirus," and I was like, "What a clickbait, like bullshit right. ass." Was it from Flipboard or some some bullshit that I get? But it was just like, what the fuck was it? Where is it? Like, yeah, Flipboard, you're going to get the current... Eh, I can't find it, whatever. Um, and I was just like, dude, why are you... Oh, well, yeah, here I we go. I seeing your emails, dude. Yeah? We see anything good? Flappers. Fla yeah, I don't know why I'm still... <laughs> you're likely to get the coronavirus, Hilarious. according to the Atlantic. Yeah, most cases are not life-threatening, I guess. But, like, clickbait, dude. Right. Yeah, but did you, did... Where, where's that from, though? That's from, like, a good... The Atlantic. The Atlantic's, like, that, a good... No, that's a reputable news source. Right. Yeah, it's like spreading pretty like they're saying that it's it's on pace to be the fourth biggest pandemic, pandemic in the history of mankind. Fuck. Behind the bubonic plague, AIDS, I think Spanish flu. Um, yeah, Spanish flu was in the beginning of 1900. Did you watch? There's a documentary pandemic on Netflix. It's good. Yeah, I mean, it just. Is it stressful? <sighs> I, don't, know if I, can I don't stress out about that stuff a lot. I kind of like see stuff like that and I go like. Case so like I don't want to say case Ross Ross fucking gay, but like uh like it's <laughs> stupid. Like like whatever I just go like whatever happens, dude. Like right, right, right. if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. Can't live in fear. Yeah. But it does show you we're fucked if um a flu gets out that's really bad because there's so many people and there's so much travel and we don't have the resources to like deal with all basically like us in new york will probably be fine we'll be able to get some kind of but like people in rural area, rural areas and out in like third still developing countries and shit right. like they're just gonna get a lot of people are gonna get the flu and the flu 
kills a lot of people. I mean, the yeah. Spanish flu killed like, I think 115, 150, something like that. Or a million. Th a third of the population of Europe. Some shit, like it killed more than World War One and World War Two combined. That's wild. Plus like eight, it was a shit ton. And the pandemic just goes, it, it goes through like how we need to be ready for it. And it also goes through how they're trying to make a um, universal uh, vaccine. Oh, and how people didn't think it was possible, but they're like, what they're doing is they're going after, um, they're going after like the base of what the, um, like what the flu is to try and make it so that your body can like create antibodies for a bunch of different ones. Right. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Say, it's, it's five, five parts. Some of these Netflix documentaries, Too I'm like, long. you could have been three, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. but it still is kind of, kind of cool to watch and see what they're doing. Like, I didn't even know what Tamiflu was. I didn't even know they had something to take for the flu. And I was watching it, honestly, while I had the flu, which was kind of like this <laughs> weird morbid thing where I'm like, let me go into this. But it made me realize, like, dude, you see some of these people and some of these doctors that are dealing with them, like, it's like nonstop. Like this guy, like in India, this guy was just fucking patient after patient after patient just trying to deal with it. Crazy. And I don't know. It's scary. But COVID, I guess only 1%. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because um, SARS was five to ten percent, which is significantly more. That's a good amount. Drastic, but there was yeah. there was far fewer cases. There weren't a lot of SARS. There was right? only eight to ten thousand, which is still that's still a had good to have been more than that. But I think that's what I read: eight to ten thousand. So a lot of people quarantined in China, and then some hotel in Italy just got quarantined because oh, yeah, so there's four just cases. And there's like some doctor that was there. Could you imagine just being quarantined in the hotel? Yeah, that would suck. What would you do? Fucking jerk it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Just jerk your flu-ridden dick all dude, day. You got, dude, have you ever had the flu? I honestly, masturbating makes you feel better when you're sick. It does, but have you ever had the flu specifically? Yeah. Dude, when I, I had the flu two weeks ago, I was so... You had the so, flu two weeks ago? Yeah, I was so tired. I could not... I'm not... Don't worry. Uh, like, I was so tired, I couldn't even think about jerking off. Oh, wow. I couldn't even think about jerking off for th for like five days... I had no sec. I was just like, I want to just lay here and live. I all I was focusing on was living. Did you lose a bunch that of weight? Was it? I lost like five pounds. I wasn't like stoked. Like, Were you yeah. puking? No, no That's puking, fun. no shitting. Mind just mind my mind. head pounding, extreme fatigue, fever. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't go to the doctor. It was the stupidest thing ever. Like, because I never had the flu before. I thought it was just. Well, how do you know it was the flu then? Because I went to the doctor three days later, and mm -hmm. she was like, "Yeah, you should have came." A lot earlier. I was like, sorry, I've never had it. Like, she's like, you have flu B. That's the one that a lot of people are getting because it, I guess it wasn't in the um, vaccine. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, it just, dude, it, they, it's crazy what? that they give vaccines away for free. Yeah. That's wild. It's pretty cool. It's fucking cool. Yeah, it is cool. But I also think about it in terms of it is crazy. And it's like, it shows how far we've come in terms of like modern medicine. But it's also because, uh, the amount of money it would cost if all the people were in the hospital. I think right. they really no, think about it from a um, for, absolutely yeah, it's just but like just also for our well, but just everyone's so well-being cool in general that we can get vaccines. Cool. I mean, dude, it's really crazy if you think about like first of all, syphilis used to kill people. Yeah, make dude. you crazy and, and then you would die. And make your spine curved and then dude. and then your brain would be fuck. You'd go crazy. Yes, it a sucks. lot of people they think um, it's the number one killer before uh, they made the antibiotics for it. Really. And, and, and apparently they think that a lot of those mad kings 
were going mad because they the syphilis finally got to their brain and that's when they started just killing a bunch of people and just going insane right which like could you imagine just getting an std and then it making you just go nuts dude first of all knock on wood like I never even recall, like, I remember learning about syphilis mm-hmm. when I was in high school and stuff, and, like, yeah. how that was a thing you get, but I've never actually heard of anybody having it, ever. Nobody that I, none of my peers, I've never met someone who's gotten it. Have you? I know, nope. I know people that have gotten clap. Everybody I know has gotten chlamydia. Gon- gonorrhea or chlamydia. A bunch of people have gotten gonorrhea. Yeah. I know people with HIV. Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah. yeah. I don't know anyone who has HIV, but if they, if they had it, I'd be like, all right. But, I mean, it's, yeah. it's that, and that's amazing, too, how... How much better we've gotten about You can about just take a pill a day for that mm-hmm. and be fine and do everything normal. That's and, pretty crazy. And now they're getting even closer to like... I mean, dude, now they have things where you take it... Gay, like, I mean, you can be straight and do it too, but a lot of gay dudes, like, if one of them has HIV, the other one will take PrEP. All right, and you can't and get it, it. you can't get it. Right. So then these dudes are just... They get to just raw dog again <laughs> and right. just take PrEP and not worry about getting AIDS, which... Is, well, even, bro, the people who have it, though, also their viral count can be low enough that they can't give it away to other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like a double-edged. But then they're saying that that's risky because it's going to be hard to, like, that. they're afraid that they could end up breaking back out if people don't be careful. If people are, like, stupid about it and are just, like, fucking around because they're like, oh, whatever, like, I'm on prep. Like, I'm good. Which... You are, I think. But it's, it's kind of like a murky thing. Like, it's, are you... Or, it's still you know? not, yeah. It's like, don't... It's... It's you're having casual sex with people you don't know. You don't know. You're not going to really know. Yeah, you should. You shouldn't be like fucking. Right. It's kind of like. I mean, it's not the exact same thing, but it's like, even if a girl's on birth control, like, shouldn't be nothing in her. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. If she's your girlfriend, one thing. But like, if you're just casually hooking up with someone and they're like, "I'm on birth control," you still should probably wrap it up. Right. You know, and even if you don't, definitely pull out. Like, you know, just because it says it works most of the time. Right. You don't right, know right, always. Right, right, right. Yeah. And you hear stories of people who get pregnant still while they're on it. All the time. That's the pregnancy scares the shit out of me. I know it's like you can figure it out, but it would cha- like an unknown one, I'd just be like, Oh shit. Oh right. That you'd like have to have. I mean, dude, we know people it's happened to. Yeah. You know, knocking someone up as they say. And then you're just like No, you just have a kid. And now I have it. Like I can't tell you not to do that Ugh. yeah it's crazy Very good. i don't know and you know the, everybody i know who it's happened to they end up being like it's the best thing in oh my yeah life. all of right, them of yeah course. that's the thing where i'm like dude what happens to where all of a sudden you're like yep it's the best thing that ever happened to me i'm so happy I'm like well yeah really okay i just must i must not get it you know right i think you have the kid and again like something changes and also like you see you in it and then like the ego part of you is like i'm seeing myself i continue on and like right. Progeny, all that She's shit. Bigger than me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. Yeah, you do have a, you do have a set goal, like the number one important thing in your life again. Because like with us, it's like yes, comedy is there and all these things, but up and down. Like, oh, is this a thing? Like, you know, you everyone's second guess is like, is this the thing I want? Is this exactly what I want to do? When you have a kid, it's like this is the thing that I need to keep alive, and it's the most important thing. And every day, it's. My super objective is making sure my kid is safe and alive. Even if you had a shitty day, you're like, at least they're still alive. You know? 100%, dude. Yeah, I don't know. It's absolutely. It's, have you um, you ever done anything like insane in your life? You think about like a, like a crazy moment? Is there one that ever sticks out to you? Uh, I mean, like, 
Oh, I guess, yeah. Like, I have some... I don't know if it's necessarily... All right, here's a, this is a good one. I was in Russia mm-hmm. uh, last year, and I went and I had my... Uh, I I go I get there I get to customs and then they don't let me in because the, my visa was for three days after the day that I had arrived mm-hmm. and for some reason that's what ended up happening how how I got my invitation and the date whatever so when they filled out my visa the people at the agency like did it wrong Fuck. and so now I just couldn't go so now I'm just stuck in the airport the for Russian like, airport for mad long which is beat and like they were perfectly nice, you know. What I mean, I mean, uh-huh. I was I was like sort of detained, but like not really. I was kind of just in this like I was like sitting with these like refugees. It was kind of kind of random. <laughs> oh my god! But it was kind of just at like a security gate that they weren't using. Yeah. And anytime I had to go to the bathroom, I'd have to be escorted and like all this shit. They brought Damn. me some food, and they were kind of like, I don't know if this is just like a Russia thing. I'd be like, can I go to the bathroom? I'd be like, bathroom, and then they'd be like, oh. they like roll their eyes at me. It was like. <laughs> You're like, what are you just supposed to? They're like in Russia. We only go to the bathroom when someone <laughs> tells yeah. us we have to. Is it, dude, I think there's just this like thing where I don't know. Just the way that they like interact is different. It's not like, hey, like how you doing with people you don't know. You don't like do that there. I don't mm-hmm. know. So the culture is different. It's much colder. It's a yes, yes, because it's literally so much colder well, there. That too, yes, yeah. yeah. No. Um, but regardless, so now I'm just in the airport, and they were sent telling me they're going to send me back to the U.S. Mm-hmm. So I had flown through Geneva and then they were going to send me back to Geneva and then back to New York. And I was like, this sucks. Like, I was looking forward to this trip. I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, I'm going to try to... Fa-. So they don't tell me what my options are. They just hand me this this like dense document in, in Russian about what I've done wrong that mm-hmm. I obviously can't read. And I had now have to kill three days um, because I'm not going back to New York. I'm like, this is my trip. I'm fucking doing it. Yeah. So I... My girlfriend's sister was opening a hotel in Turkey. Whoa. Not her personal hotel, but she but worked. Yeah, the she addition, worked there. The addition hotel, which they have in New York, in, in LA. Oh, cool. Sick hotel, right? Yeah. So I was like, I guess I'm going to go there to see her. The only way to get there, though, was going this like crazy way. So like, I had to fly from Moscow to Azerbaijan. Nice. Which was sick, actually. Yeah. And then hang, and like I was there for a, a minute. Uh-huh. Then from there, I had to go to Istanbul. And then from Istanbul, I'd fly to this uh, place, Bodrum, where the hotel is. Okay. So now, I and I missed my flight in Istanbul, the connection, because it was delayed, whatever. So I'm just yeah. in Istanbul in the airport all day going crazy. And I finally end up getting there. And you're alone. Alone the whole time. Yeah. Nightmare. People are, like, freaking out. Because, you know, they hear you're in the Russian airport. They think that I'm, like, detained. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. You know, But it was fine. Exactly. Um, but, I mean, they wouldn't hand me my passport until I p- passed through customs in Azerbaijan. They were treating me like a spy. Wow. It's crazy. So anyway, I get to Turkey. Um, I haven't slept for two days. Um, now I'm on a romantic trip with my girlfriend's sister, <laughs> which is insane. I'm sitting at dinner with fucking the, the, these influencers and like the Beastie Boys. It was the this, Beastie like, Boys, like one of the guys. I forget <laughs> of, of the three. I mean, now there's only two. Yeah, that yeah, are yeah. Alive. One of them's dead. Yeah, what, he dates this yoga instructor. They were at this. This is this like influencer dinner that I'm uh-huh. crashing, which is hilarious. And then I I hang out there for two days, and then have to fly through the night three flights to go back to Russia. On Aeroflot, which had just lit on fire on the runway two weeks prior. <laughs> and dude, Aeroflot, there's no people on the planes. Like, I don't know what it is. It's like the state-sponsored airline. It's like the state airline. And like all state airlines have like lose money because uh-huh. they're, they're subsidized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're it's always like nice. Amtrak, yeah. So Amtrak or Alitalia or whatever like yeah. the place's airway is. So now I'm just on these empty planes flying through the night in Russia and going through Russian airports. I go from... Uh, Bodrum to Istanbul, then Istanbul to uh, Moscow, Moscow to St. Petersburg through the night. And I ended up, when that whole trip was all said and done, 15 flights, 14 days. That's pretty crazy. 
Fuck. My immune system was fucked up from it. Like when I got back to the United States, uh-huh. I had blood work for my physical. They're like, your white blood cells are really low. Really low? Oh, like, interesting. what have you been doing the past few weeks? And I was uh-huh. like, fuck. And I realized, I was like, oh, I've been flying every fucking day is what I've been doing. I would expect them to be high because they're fighting disease, but I guess maybe they're low because they're depleted. They're, right, exactly. Damn. Yeah, dude. 14. And then I only I ended up only getting to go to Russia for two days. <laughs> and you're still, were you in Russia to perform or just like... I was supposed to have a show in Moscow, but I didn't end up getting to go to Moscow because uh, I had to go straight to St. Petersburg, and I ended up not performing there. But that's not that wasn't the purpose of the trip. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. I was going for pleasure, and then I had uh, shows in Europe after. Damn, dude. dude. That sounds... Good adventure. So sh- yeah, good adventure. It was adventure. beat, though. It was obviously fucking beat at the time, um, taking all these overnight flights and shit, but uh-huh. Russia's crazy, bro. Like, if your plan gets fucked up, like, uh-huh. I get why it's expensive for foreigners now, because shit's gonna go wrong. And you just have to like pay extra to fix it. Really? So you just have to anticipate that you're gonna have to pay three times for everything. For real? Dude, yeah. So like Uber's there, basically they have Uber, which is great. Uh-huh. You absolutely have to take an Uber from the airport because if you take a taxi, they will literally charge you two hundred dollars. <laughs> and it should be fifteen or twenty bucks. What? Literally I have like, it's well documented. That but they're just happens. corrupt. They like they just fuck you on the taxi. Oh, like yeah. So anyway, so I take an Uber, great, whatever. The pickpockets are really good there too, and okay. I actually witnessed one. I uh-huh. met my dad there. Yeah. So mind you, he went through, and I was just stuck in the airport. That must have sucked for him. He was there for like a work conference, whatever. Jeez. So we're walking around uh, St. Petersburg, and they're telling us about the pickpockets. I see a pickpocket with his fingers in my dad's back pocket, and I catch him, and we make eye contact. And then he did some like pickpocket trick, and sort of like didn't disappear but he went and started talking to somebody and then somehow i like happened so fast i didn't you, say anything oh, and like threw you off and it kind of just threw me off and then he was gone it was fucking did he crazy take your dad's wallet no oh he had his hands on it and saw me see him and then he stopped but dude this guy looked like my dad whoa i always picture that like pickpockets would be some kid some rotten yeah, yeah, kid yeah, yeah. Some, but yeah, it's some some old, this is an older some this is like urchin. a guy a 60 year old man Who's still stealing? Who's like Jeez. stealing? And my dad was asking for it, dude. His wallet was like open. And yeah, it's pretty dumb, dude. Yeah, it, that, it was just crazy, man. Then like like another time, I took a Uber to the train. Which, uh-huh. by the way, the day I was I was going to Finland, and the day that I was heading there, there happened to be some festival. I missed my fucking train. Uh-huh. My dad left his cell phone in the museum, and he's like, "Can you go see if it's there?" Obviously, it's not there. But I went to be a fucking homie. Yeah, yeah. And I'm missing my dad, train. Yeah. Mind you, I get out of the Uber, the car just starts driving away. I have all my shit. And I was like, and he doesn't even, he wasn't even trying to take my shit. <laughs> he just, well, yeah. It's just some weird, like, disregard for anybody else. Like, there's just <laughs> no team playing happening. It's just, and I was like, stop, stop. So he's like, go, oh, sorry, sorry. Get my shit. Nobody speaks English. I miss my train. I'm like, is there another train? And the woman kind of doesn't understand. I'm like, writing mm-hmm. into Google Translate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, there is the next day train um, for you go. And I'm yeah. like, I have to get there today. I'm like, bugging out. I'm like, how the fuck else can I get there? This sucks. And I hear, so my, I'm sitting in the corner now, bugging out. Yeah. And, the, crying. N- n- I'm, and when they see you struggling, then they're yeah. like, okay, now I got to help this guy. Oh, okay. So so they have like, compassion. Eh, 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 eh. Yeah. But only when they see you struggling. Got it. I noticed okay. that in, all across all of my struggles there. So I ended up buying another ticket uh-huh. for like 10 p.m. that night. It, a t- some ticket opened up because apparently the travel agencies buy the train tickets and don't use them all. Some, but then I hear some woman uh-huh. who happens to speak English be like, there are more trains. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you just have to know how to ask. Like it's some shit like that, dude. So I ended up buying four. <laughs> all of Russia the mob? <laughs> dude, I ended up buying four train tickets. I ended up getting a refund. Uh-huh. 
like somehow I didn't believe that I was going to get one. Yeah. And dude, like every step of the way, like to get into this main museum, there's literally a fucking 400 person line, the Summer Palace, Catherine the Great. Yeah. Sick. Like the biggest palace I've ever seen in my life. 400 person line. I finally get in, they triple charge me for no reason. And then I was like, why did you just charge me three times? She goes, go, go here, going there. And, and then I just walked five feet that way. Uh-huh. And then I realized there's not another place for me to go. Did you go back and be like, bitch, no, give me my fucking no, money back? Oh, because no. I realized it wasn't worth it. And I realized uh, that she realized that that was what was going to happen. Oh, dude, she got you. That's crazy, right? And dude, that's like going to the Met and them selling you four tickets. Yeah. So that I think that's what they mean when they say it's expensive for foreigners. Because like your shit's going to go wrong. You just get fucked. Also, if you just bought tickets online, mm-hmm. there's no line. And there's a separate entrance. Something I should have just looked into a little bit more. You know what I mean? And also, the train to Finland, if you buy it on the Finland website, it's half as expensive as if you buy what? it on the Russian website. Isn't that crazy, dude? That's insane. I know. Okay, so you okay, so the thing with you that I'm realizing now is that you got the bomb travel stories, dude. I got <laughs> You've been through some crazy shit. Okay. So dude, I got Damn. fucked. So by the way, okay, so Janine, the Swiss Airways told me to go fuck myself. This is what happened. My <laughs> my return flight was from a different destination. Okay. So okay. they so I bitched about the fact that I had to buy I had to buy two flights. To, I had to buy a flight to Turkey, back uh-huh. to Turkey, and then when I f- got to my final destination, I find out that they had canceled my return flight because I didn't because of something with the visa thing. So now I had to spend nine hundred dollars to buy a new flight. So I end up I'm in the whole two thousand dollars of extra flights. Oh, and dude, I was already on like kind of a tight budget. I sort yeah. of couldn't afford this trip already. I remember being on the descent back to New York and it was bumpy, and I was like, if this plane goes down, it's That's okay. <laughs> Dude, and I so I fucking roll my sleeves up and I start uh-huh. bitching about it. So I start emailing Swiss Airways. They tell me to fuck off. I call. I, I, Where are you? I'm in New York at this point. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I call. Zach shows me some app that you mm-hmm. can like use to try to get some money back. I get like 400 bucks back. I call United. Okay. They give me 400 bucks. I'm still on the whole 1200 bucks. Swiss Airways is like, that's your bad. Fuck off. Sorry. So I'm like, okay, dude, you want to play this game? I draft a letter to the Department of Transportation complaining about Swiss Airways. Because I was looking online, they're like, if you do that and the place takes your uh, thing, it affects their rating and it actually can affect them. Their business. Yeah, it can affect their business. So you need to write a detailed thing with dates, receipts, tickets, everything and do it. Sent it, got a fucking full refund. Damn. Six months later though. Still though, that must have felt good. Dude, it felt... That must have felt... I felt invincible, dude. I was like, no one can touch me, dude. Isn't that crazy? You probably wanted to call back whoever was an asshole to you on the phone and be like, like Fuck hey, you. hey, hey, what's up, Fern? What's going on, yeah. buddy? Hey, remember when you said uh, it was my problem? I just got all the money back from you, you fucking bitch. Yeah, all right? Literally. Yeah. I, uh, I contacted a little thing called the DOT. Okay? Right. Literally. Wow. Crazy, Fuck, right? It took you a while. Man, you, that, you were running on just pure... Just like vindication at that point because you drafting a letter to the I don't want to get fucked, dude. You know what I mean? I want to be you able need to the do money. Stuff and yeah, not get fucked. That is and that's the thing, dude. If you can like, if you're willing to like spend some time on it, I feel like there's a way to recoup your losses. Some people are good at finessing that, like even on uh, you know, like if you have cable companies charging you too much, and then they go and they're willing to stay on the. Fu- I just don't know how to do it. They're like, sir, yeah. there's nothing we can do, and I just go, okay, right, yeah. But some people go like, let me talk to a a supervisor. a supervisor and then i've done that and the supervisor's like sir i'm sorry, sorry we, we already did it shit. but i think those people they go no let me talk i want to talk to your supervisor right i'm getting this is bullshit i'm gonna i think you're supposed to be like better say if you say the words better business bureau like they might like uh, funny no you're right so these yeah. things work if say, dude but this isn't like so i try to be fair though 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to call to get my cable bill down if that's what it costs, you know? No, yeah. But one time I referred, you know when you refer somebody to, like, a Sky Miles card, you get miles, too? Oh, yeah, yeah, Whatever. Yeah. So I referred somebody to, like, the Delta Sky Miles card, right? Mm-hmm. They claim they used my personalized link, but I she must not have because I never got the miles. Yeah. And it should happen automatically. Mm-hmm. So I start calling Delta. So I call. I fucking hate Delta, dude. They say they say sorry. There's nothing we can do. Great. I call and then I put it in my calendar to call once a month. Uh, so smart. I call a month later. Nothing. Okay, great. Then they're like, "Oh, it'll kick in if she did it." Okay, call back a month. Oh, sorry, it appears. I just keep doing it. I did mm-hmm. six for six months, and then finally. The guy was like, "Sir, I was like, listen, man, I was like, I've called for six months. I'm gonna keep calling. I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna stop calling. <laughs> I'm never gonna stop. I just want you to know, I'm literally never stopping." <laughs> and he was like, "All right, sir." He's like, "Let me see what I can do." And then he got it for me. <laughs> Holy shit, dude! <laughs> that's, that's okay. So that's your thing. You're like, when you make up your mind about what you deserve, you're like, I'm getting that. I'm not getting fucked, dude. Yeah, you're just. You just uh, like you know, refuse to get fucked. I even I was in Seattle, and not I'm not trying to like toot my own horn as a person who Bro, calls you're not. bitches. Fuck no. But dude, I was in Seattle, and weed's legal in Seattle. Yeah. I you know Nico White. Yes. Community. Okay, so we were together, and um, we were doing shows, whatever. So we shared a room, mm-hmm. and we had a joint. Nico had a joint. Okay. It was finished. He took it and th- he threw it in the garbage in our room. We were smoking in our. We were smoking in another room uh-huh. that was eating the smoking feet. They're doing, we were opening for somebody. We were eating the smoking. They didn't give a shit. Don't give like two hundred dollars. Everywhere we went, great, whatever. I think it was four hundred at this place. Fuck. So anyway, he throws the joint in the garbage. We never smoked in our room, Uh and um, they charge me. I put my car down for it. So they charge me four hundred bucks. And again, they told they're like, "Sir, sorry," and I went nuts and got it back. (laughs) What did you do? Uh, I was like, "There's no way I'm getting charged for this." I just want you to know that. Like, there's literally no way. And then, kind of like. I, you, you want to avoid being threatening. Yeah, threatening doesn't. You can. It doesn't, doesn't help because then that makes. Then they're allowed to hang up on you. You know. Right. Well, I'm not gonna be like fuck you. I'm gonna fucking yeah. find. But if you're like, <laughs> if he, I'm gonna post something, you know what I mean? Try to avoid that yeah. kind of thing. But like, my friend Zach McGovern's gonna beat your ass. <laughs> if you didn't do it, why are you getting charged for shit? If you didn't do it, you know what I mean? True. That's so big. No, you can always just be like, I'm gonna tell my um, credit card company to refuse the charge. You know? uh, I don't know if they can though. So companies will do that. They can do it, you, or you can at least try, and right. then it's they usually like, tell you to bring it up with the merchant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm assuming maybe, maybe I guess there's something else you can. Damn, do. so you're you're good at getting what you deserve. Okay, I'm not gonna get fucked, I'm, dude. I, dude, I've gotten, <laughs> I've just gotten mini fucked. You know what I mean? I've never gotten, I think, fucked that hard, but I have. I'm trying to think if I ever. Well, it was my fault. I got stopped for having a knife at the airport and then it ruined yeah i mean that that Why was all my fault i just forgot it in my backpack jesus yeah yeah, yeah. i didn't i used it for the moving i like would use a switchblade. Oh, right, right, yeah right. it was but it was like a, a tight knife like also like you're not allowed to travel with those what? right no dude this knife was like it's a gravity blade too uh, and it switched out and it's like uh, super that's like illegal felony yeah yeah i mean i went to jail yeah, what? yeah yeah i went to fucking jail yeah where was on this? thanksgiving at 8 a.m and in i went the, to in lax jfk holy fuck. four dudes just surrounded me with fucking uh ars and they were like, holy shit. They looked at the knife like, oh my God. They go, we're going to have to take you to jail. They're like, this knife's sick, dude. Yeah, they're, to go to jail. <laughs> they're like, this knife's fucking ill. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take it. And I'm, I'm keeping it, by the way. And I was like, are you sure? He's like, I can call my supervisor, but like, we're going to have to take you in. 
They handcuffed me. Damn. I fucked up and was like, are you guys going to read me my Miranda rights? And he goes, it's not law and order, dude. I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, dude. I like was trying to crack. He's like, it's not law and order. But then the, the chief goes, oh, you want us to read your Miranda, uh, Miranda rights? Yeah, because that's usually when we investigate someone and interrogate them. But I guess we can do that to you. He like, like big oh, dick me. I was yeah. like, you dude, I was just making a joke. I'm so sorry. And oh, they took God. me, they strip searched me, took my glasses off, took my shoelaces off, took my belt off, just in the cell for like three hours alone. No one in the other cells. It's Thanksgiving. Where where were you? Central booking or whatever? The, the Port Authority oh. booking that's like oh, off shit. from... From the airport. And at the end, I took a picture with the cop because I was like, dude, can I just like document this? He's like, don't post it anywhere. And I was like, all right. And then, <laughs> and then I did, but I blacked out his eyes like in, <laughs> no, like sorry, in all sorry. those like, yeah, military yeah. movies. Hilarious. Um, <laughs> It's this Japanese dude that had a top knot. He was sick. Yeah. <laughs> he was fucking sick. sick. And um, uh, I remember, I don't know why I thought about this, but he, uh, when you leave, they drive you to booking, right? But when, you, when you're done, they just kick you out. And they're like, take a lift back to the airport. And I don't know why I expected them to like drive me back, but I was kind of like, damn, dude. Uh, like you're not going to at least, like, yeah. They missed like, your flight? Yeah, oh, yeah, dude. And that was it? So then what happened after that, though? I charged $300, but I had to go to fucking the courts. I had to go to the court twice. Did you get charged? Charged $300 by the court. No, did you get charged with anything? Oh, um, the judge was like, the judge was basically just like, um, we're going to, if you don't get in trouble for another year, we'll just seal it on your record. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and so it was like, they were they were, they were cool about it, but I had to go to t- court twice, Oy. and like, I had a public defender, and she didn't give a shit about Oy. me, or my, like, and I ended up paying $300 to them, and then the TSA charged me on their own because I like, broke their rules, $300, but here's how they did it. They go, it's $300, or if you pay it, Within the next two weeks is 150, because they want the money like right, right now. And so I was like, I'm paying the one fit. Like, yeah, yeah, it's worth it. But it was just like, oh, you guys are so. Right, that's me. But I, I was trying to get my um, like TSA pre-check, but like the world one. It's called a like global entry or something. And I went and I interviewed Did it come for up? it. I interviewed for it, and she was like, okay. You're good. You paid the fee, everything. This is completely fine. I have your card right here. Here's your number. She writes it down, and she goes to give it to me, and then something pops up in the computer. She goes, oh, wait a second. You were arrested two weeks ago for having a knife in the airport? I go, yeah. She's like, oh, you can never get this. Oh, oh, I'm yeah, I'm sorry, sir. You can... You'll never, there's no way you'll ever, that, that's strictly against the rules. You'll never get global entry. The only way you'll get it is if you write a letter to the global entry to appeal what happened to you and like plead your case. And I was just like, guess I'm never pre-checked, dude. Fuck, wait, so this happened to me now. So now I'm worried because I have a sealed record. It's going to pop up. What happened? Some stupid shit. It wasn't in the airport though. I started a fire by accident. I got arrested. <laughs> So How did stupid. You start a fire. I forgot about by this story. accident, dude. dude. I was a, I was playing around with fireworks like a fucking moron. This is an adult too. Like no, it's a classic dude thing to do. Just like yeah, I was in fireworks. Colorado. I started a big fire. <laughs> yeah, like a few acres, like big dude roaring, and like dude, I ch- I probably shouldn't admit this, but I like tried to get away with it. <laughs> But I didn't. I didn't get caught. I went back to the scene of the crime and confessed. So it didn't look like I attempted to get away. It was beat. How did you try to get away with I, it? I fled the scene, did. dude. I ditched. 
And then I got like a blo- I got like five miles on the road and realized that there was a bottle. The bottle I tried to put it out with was <laughs> said our hotel name on it. And I was like, I'm going to get caught. Like this sucks. So, so you I drove- went back oh and then God. like there's good Samaritans there and they like knew it. I, when I, I they're like stay away from the fire starter and I went to try to and they're like okay this is like oh, the guys like is- stay right there. I was like, fuck. Oh, the good Samaritan said that? And I was with my boy who uh, I didn't want to get in trouble mm-hmm. because, like, his parents were, like, paying for this little, like, excursion we were on. Damn. So then I just took the fucking fall. I was got arrested. got charged with some, like, bullshit. Like, like, like misdemeanors. Thank God it didn't damage any property. Misdemeanor oh, of shit. arson. Like some um, manslaughter arson shit where it, like, wasn't on purpose. Exactly. So I, like, same thing. Probation for a year, sealed, no, like, mm-hmm. dropped or whatever. Uh, the I only had to pay legal fees, and my friend's parents paid for it since they were so appreciative that I took the fall. Oh, because you, was your friend involved in it as well? He would have he would have gotten in trouble. Uh, it was my okay. fault. I mean, I was it was my idea. Like you know, you just lighting fireworks and Dude, one hit a tree or some shit. Like, not even it was just a field. You were in a field with a couple. Stupidest thing rockets? I've ever done by far. Um, not even, dude, with like a two dollar firework. And just like started fire, and it just got got out of control. Oh man! When and that the, started, dude, were you just like I was bugging, holy dude? So, <laughs> and then fire trucks came, and they like didn't think it was that big of a deal. Like they put it out pretty easily. But dude, this fire yeah. was ripping, dude. This is like multiple football fields worth of fire. That much, dude? It was insane. I wish I took a picture. Oh, my. there's a picture somewhere of somebody because my friend FaceTimed his friend, and uh-huh. he, he <laughs> screenshot. He's like, dude, check out these fucks. Yeah, literally, yeah, it was crazy. So then, whatever the whole jail we thing. We started this, bro. Oh, it was my. pretty funny. It started raining. The guy in the jail was like, "You should have waited till now to play with something." Like, fuck <laughs> off, dude. Fuck off, dude. But anyway, I'm wondering if that's gonna fuck me. I don't think so because that's it's not, not airport. That's like something in the airport. They're not gonna. I, I think you can have a record and still get it. Mine was just like it asks you they're not gonna give me global entry for a dude that brought a fucking switchblade to the airport and tried to. That's crazy. And tried to be like. Oh, I forgot. Well, you can't get it anywhere now as a New York resident anymore. What do you mean? Did you hear about this? Because of some law. Oh, because of the immigration shit? Yeah. You can't get global entry? No. So, dude, I paid for it, Uh and they canceled my application. Damn. And I, but I got a credit through one of the credit cards I have uh-huh. that they pay, it pays for it for free. So I didn't have to like, complain. oh, oh, I had the same thing. Chase, like Sapphire or some shit. Yeah, on yeah. my Chase, on the Chase, I don't have Chase Sapphire, but I have a Chase one that does that. But now Word I also swag, have a Delta swag. card that does it. Fucking, why do you like Delta, dude? Fuck that. Dude, but so now I reapplied and said that I, my residence is Connecticut. So oh, I'll keep you posted. Smart, I, mean, smart, I heard smart. that it's taking six months to get an appointment these days because of the government not having that many employees anymore. Oh, yeah. Damn. Dude, that's savage. I mean, it is cool to like have that TSA. Pre- You're a bad boy, dude. Dude, I'm a fucking bad boy, bro. I had that. You tell girls the story, man. Your coffee dates. You'll get oh, laid oh bro, quick, dude, it's dude. on my hinge profile, man. I'm hundred percent. And everyone's like, tell me the story, and they're always like, tell me the story over text, and I'm like, it's horrible over text. Also, like, that's my. Well, you think I'm gonna give you my best, best. joke over? <laughs> are you out of your mind? That's so funny. My friend started to fire um, accidentally on his own too, in DC. Did it fuck him? Like, what happened? So we were on the third floor, and there's no, um, there's no like, pr- what like no proof. But so we're on the third floor, we're playing video games, and he's by the window, and I think he I think he was smoking a cigarette, and he goes, um, he goes, dude, will you look out the window? Is there a barbecue downstairs? And I go, what? And I look out the window. He's a huge dumpster. I mean, like a commercial dumpster. A blaze, and I go, and I go, dude. There's 
a fucking fire down there. And he's like, what? And I go, look, and this fire is like, start, like starting up, starting to do where windows down on the first floor by it are exploding in because of how huge the fire is. He still doesn't admit that he threw a cigarette down, but like, I know. Oh, dude. so he didn't get arrested? I no, because because uh, we because he... we just we we called nine one one and uh, we were like, dude, there's a fire in the dump. Like no one knew. Like there's no there was no real, real way to prove how it was started. They came. Like I I remember I watched this fire these fire trucks like pull up, kick this fence over, and just hose this thing down. And the thing was, it was so so much fire. It was or it was such a, like a full trash can that or a dumpster that they had to like go through all the trash because a lot of people don't know my stepdad's a firefighter and he's, he's talked about this that like when there's a fire even when they put it out they have to go through all the ashes and embers and like dig through it because the fire can get reignited from mm. embers that are under right, the right, right. uh stuff that's been like gotcha. put out so they had they had to go through all dude it was and i mean we now it's just like we just make fun of him for starting a fire in dc but Fire's fucking scary, dude, dude. So if I had damaged property, like uh -huh. like meaningful property, like a house, or... I would have been, I would have gotten charged with a felony, and it would have fucked my oh life up, my God. dude. So thank God, but like it was funny, like there was this thing for a year I wasn't allowed to go within. I was like, bro, I'm not gonna be fucking. You're like, I'm not going to call. I'm not gonna be 500 miles near that fucking spot. Like, yeah, that's like so. But every time I re-enter the country, I would get detained. What? With like a bunch of just like sketchy looking people from like sketchy countries. Like I would just be every single time I re-entered the country. Oh, for so the you next... travel during that year? Yeah. And every time so they... you leave the country a lot. I mean I, decent... just, I happened to be during that year during I that year. That year I went to South America. Uh-huh. And I also went to Africa. Cool. Um and yeah. and I think I went I to do Italy. Like too. Traveling. <laughs> I do like to travel. I went to Italy for a funeral. Because well, I have a lot of family that lives there. Okay. Um, and every single time I got got detained, detained every single time, <laughs> and usually for like 10, 15 minutes, and then they'd be like, "There's an outstanding thing against you by so and so." I'd be like, "Who?" Yeah. And they'd be like, "Colorado," and I'm like, "Oh, that." I'm like, "Yeah, there's." They're a like, thing. I started a fire. And yeah. Yeah. I was like, it was an accident. They're like, right, goodbye. Ah, uh, okay. But every easy. single time, protocol. So that's dude. That's why being in the system, bro, it makes your life fucked up. It does. I met a I met a career criminal when I was at the courthouses, and he was like, "It's to the point now where they just have defined me in the system as career criminal." So like when I come in, they just like expect it, and like I go to he, dude. This guy had been to Rikers. He was like, "Just give me the fucking chills, dude." dude. He was, and he like befriended me. We became homies, and we talked for like an hour. It's actually really interesting. Like, I almost wanted to get his info, but I was just like. I don't want this guy to know. Get him on yeah. the pod, dude. Dude, I was like, I would like to interview him, but I was like, I don't need want this guy to know where I live. He's you're got nothing. Of, you're part of the problem. He's dude. got nothing to lose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he just told me about how he would like buy baby formula and then sell it on the street in Flushing because he's like, all the Chinese people like to buy it cheaper than at CVS. Dude, it's like rackets that I didn't even know like hustles was hustles know that existed. I didn't even know existed baby formula Boy, dog. baby formula is expensive apparently and if you buy it and then you can like make a premium off of it I was like what he talked about stealing packages off of people's he was like he had this he was he goes yeah I never really feel bad about like stealing from a bodega because it's like they have that um they have that worked into the budget they expect people to steal stuff so I'm just I'm stealing from the company it's not a big deal he's like I don't steal from people and then literally two minutes later, he goes, yeah, so I was walking by this house, and I saw an Amazon package, and I just went up and I took it. And I was like, that's stealing from a person, right, dude. Right, right. And he, his lawyer was blind. Jesus. And he goes, best lawyer. And I was, fuck. It was, 
That's crazy. Dude. Getting to the system is not not ideal. Not good at all. All right, dude. Where do people find you, man? This was awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, check out. Um, no, we you want to go home. I got a fucking pack. Oops, the podcast. Check it out. I don't know if I'm allowed to plug podcasts on podcasts. Hundred percent, dude. All right, check that out. If I was on uh, mirrors. I'd be like, hey guys, listen to my fucking show yeah, after dude. this one. Absolutely. Listen to his. They do. They do. They got great stories, man. Um, not Julio's my Instagram. Um, when's this come out? Uh, next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. I'm gonna be at South by Southwest this. Uh, I guess not this week, the following weekend. Doing stand-up? Mm-hmm. Sick, dude. Shows. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm doing, I think, Cap City uh-huh. Comedy Club on that Thursday, and then I have one, a show on Saturday, too, that I forget where it is, but Are you going for, like, any movies or anything, or just the uh, Yeah, Pete and Ricky's movie. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. So is that... That's the, not the one with... Um, King of Staten Island, the Judd Apatow movie. Oh, because that's the one that has... Uh, oh, yeah, Pete... Um, uh, Bill Burr in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, sick. That's awesome. I'm excited. Well, oh. I'm just going to do the shows, but I'm hoping that... I can get into all the premiere stuff, even though I'm not in the movie. And if not, whatever, I'll just chill. You're cool chill with Pete, though. Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, so you would like, go chill with them, and okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna like try to tag along for as much, and we're doing the Cap City shows. Oh, dude, yeah, tag along as much as you can. Have friends that are in better places, and then they'll bring you along. Oh, yeah. And check out his special <laughs> too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It just came out, right? It just came out today. Oh, oh, just came out today. Mm-hmm. And like on Netflix, th- like today or March third. Today, no, today, today, the 25th. today the okay, 25th, so it's been out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Support the special. Watch the entire thing, even if like you get. It's better for the numbers. You know, yeah. Netflix says they want. They know exactly when you stop it. So yeah, um, it's great. Um, and yeah, and not Julio is is J U L I O, right? Right, not because, Julio because my name is Julio. Yeah, but your name's Julio. But the, it's like so. It's not a, Julio isn't me trying to be ironic, trying to be cool. It's literally not Julio, and everyone yeah. thinks it's Julio. Ah, everyone thinks yeah, not J U L I O. Because yeah, that dude, that's such an Italian name. It's, it's awesome. Thanks, it's a, it's a, it's a, what, what's what part, part of Italy? Italy's your... My parents are from... My dad's near like Milan. Okay. Like a couple hours away. And then my mom is from like an hour away from Naples. Yeah. Paladino's is Napolitan. Naples too. Some, some like small little situation. out of nowhere. And then my my great-grandpa and great-grandma came over and they were cousins. It's fucking great. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah, dude. Kind of gross. But you know, that's what they used to do. Yeah. It's all good, dude. They, they came still over. Do, they still do it. <laughs> I love cousin fucking. Oh, Jesus Christ. You know what? What are you going to do, right? I, I guess there's worse things in the world. Absolutely. I'm not going to do it. If you love your You're cousin, not do yeah. it. If you love your cousin, fuck. I, I prefer not to, but you, know, you never know. Yeah, if that's all you're going to do, if there's only 100 people in your town, everyone else is ugly. You never know. Fuck your cousin. All right, psychos. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys.